from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Note Series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Note Series. We are finally back after, I believe it was a month away. We are live once again in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, we are... I am, well, first of all, I'm joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper. But, Coop, we have this. We're not alone tonight. This is no, special. This never happens on Spare Notes. Nicole is no. on Spare Notes with us. She says the, it's the her first time. The quality of the show just went up. The quality of the show just went up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but. The real star is on. <laughs> oh, man. Everything. Absolutely. Welcome, Nicole. Really glad to have you. Thank you for having me, you guys. Uh, anytime. Anytime. It's um, it's it's been a month, you know. It's it's been it's been a lot. Um, yeah. You traveled, we traveled, and I wasn't feeling well right before when we had our show scheduled. And I had to I had to pull out of the show last minute and um, take care of myself, obviously, because uh, I knew I was traveling. But so I apologize to everyone for that. But um, I've learned to just put those things first when I'm not feeling well. So. It's okay. Um, yep. You know, you texted me and I said, no problem. It's, you yep. know, it happens. I think before yep. that I had a schedule conflict and then I forgot. I w- No, and then you had that. Then I forgot that because we were like, oh, we'll do it next weekend maybe if you were feeling better. But then we think we forgot you were going to Mexico and then you came back from Mexico. And then I was like, oh, we're going to the DR. Yeah, <laughs> so it was so just like, we just couldn't win. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I actually was thinking about maybe doing it from Mexico. But the problem is I did not know what the Internet situation was like and it turned out I wasn't in a place that had internet that night so I wouldn't have been able to do it yeah the uh, the internet outside the country isn't always um, up to par no, as up you to find par. out yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we've learned um, yeah. but you know it happens uh, you yeah. know we, we travel and we, we, we all made it back and yeah. Um, yeah. we're here and now we get to talk about it right uh, first of all what are you smoking and then we'll need Nicole will get into what we have Yep, so I know we'll be talking about our travels, so I am smoking from Casa 1910, uh, the Tierra Blanca. Uh, this was a cigar that was released at the trade show this year. This is their second Mexican Puro. Um, so this one is much more of an aged Mexican Puro, and that the wrapper binder filler all aged five years. So it's nice. part of their revolutionary series. So um, I was going to smoke the new cigar uh, that they're doing at a Dominican, but... I think it may be entering that sick period right now because it was very freshly rolled. So I, I said, let me hold off on that, um, you know, for a little while. So I went with one of their. Uh, this is a very. This is one of my favorite releases they came out with. So. Yeah, they've had some good stuff. I mean, they, the uh, we had a couple of their, other cigars when when uh, Manolo came on, and I had the whole lineup in front of me, and we went through some of those, and they were pretty good. Um, I think that they definitely did better with a little bit more age. When I first had them last year, I was a little skeptical. Um, they just they tasted a little they tasted a little young, um, but when I revisited them, they tasted a lot better. So I think their cigars have um, improved a little bit, and uh, th- yeah, they're not bad. They're different. You know, it's a it's a different kind of brand. It's a you know, Mexican Pros is not the most popular kind of cigar, as I'm sure you would agree. But um, and it's been I think it's been done before, right? Mexican yeah, Carol. I mean, Tiamo did it. Tiamo. It's, been done wrong. it's been done wrong before, and it's been done right before. Yeah. Times too. Um, so. But yeah, I'll get into it a little more because it's a different. 
like I said, it was a very different setting to go uh, do a cigar event, so to speak. Right. Right. Um, look, I am going to smoke. This is this was a gift from Mitchell San of the Smoke and Tobacco Shout team. Shout out to Mitchell. Or his <laughs> Mitchell. So I don't. Uh, he's probably going to be mad if I say this. I don't know. M- maybe not. I mean, it's it's on the website, so I guess it really doesn't matter. But his name isn't Mitchell San. It's Mitchell Santaga. So when you see him on Facebook, um, it's confusing. Cause then you go to the website and you see like the stuff that he's published on the website. It, he's at the bottom. Mitchell Santaga has been smoking for whatever. So yep. it's Mitchell Santaga. So shout out to Mitchell. I am smoking the the brand new Foundation Cigar Company. I'm gonna fuck the name up. I'm gonna fuck it up worse. So that's what you asked me. <laughs> Is it the the Sentinger? The Sen the Sentinger? The Senator. The Senator. Senator. Okay. Senator. Not Senator, but Senator. Right. There's a J in there. Or um, Senator. Senator. Because you say it. It's in Spanish, so, but the, the J know. is an I, H. I, I don't know. Someone, if someone wants to correct us, it's the King Tut cigar on the Highland Castle. So that that's what I'm smoking. Nicole, what are you smoking tonight? So from now to the end of the month, I'm trying to revisit all of our cigars that are contenders for Cigar of the Year. Um, so tonight I'm smoking the Generoso from Ferio Tego, but, you know, just to have it fresh in my mind and... You know, I have all completed that, that exercise, Nicole. I well, you're <laughs> miles ahead of us, Coop. I'm, I'm laughing. Well, well, well. <laughs> well I'm starting on on Friday. That's why I had a, I had a, yeah. I got ahead of it this year, which was good. I'm gonna, and of course, Matt, we're going to be cutting lighting tonight uh, with cigar Bondi. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I'm so yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I'm going to be using <laughs> the uh, the cutter. As always, our cutters and lighters have been uh, provided to us by Cigar Blondi Accessories. Featuring with uh, their lighter, their slim lighter with the signature blade flame, and their amazingly sharp and durable cutters. Find out more. Love, love these accessories. I say it every week. This this is a nice, durable. Like, really feel. Like I have my cutters. white ones. Yep, and I got the black one with that with that fan flame. I got the chrome. Mine's got all the fingerprints on it though. It's almost like um, Power Rangers, like with their rings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Power Rangers unite, with, with, with like with our. Cutter and lighter. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a soft enough jet flame, which why I think this really toasts the cigar well. It is, is but why I liked it. So I actually cheated today, though, on Cigar Blondie, and I love her stuff. And I've been very faithful since we've gotten these cutters and lighters. This is yep. all I use. But my husband bought me a DuPont for our wedding. And so I had been waiting because I wanted the matching cutter. And we got it from Jay from Blue Smoke of Dallas. Shout out. Jay Davis. But um, I haven't used it. And I know he like we've had it for weeks. So I was like, you know, I should probably pull this out and use it. Which um, which is only, th- which that's only part of, that was only part of her wedding present. I got three lighters. One, one, <laughs> of, one, of, one, of, one of them's not here yet. We're still waiting. She, she, she finally got, she kind of found out about it. It got, it got kind of fucked up, but she did find out about it and she's getting her, she's, she's getting a line too. So she's getting. Oh, wow. A girly line too. She's getting. Might I add. She, she is getting a line too as a, as a wedding present from me. Um. Just because it was one of those things that was the heat of the moment, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." Uh, <laughs> I'm getting married. I, I gotta go wild. Um, so, um, but it's not here yet. It's I think the, some of the it's a new model that's coming out, and, and I, I think they have still been experiencing some delays. Yeah. Um, yeah, the they have. They, yeah, they have uh, supply chain stuff. They're getting hit with. Yeah. Them. 
Uh, Mitchell, no, I did not get the five million dollar elf Septimo lighter. Why didn't you get that one? Why didn't Why didn't Zai just send you one? <laughs> I know he, sh- he should have <laughs> just sent one over. I mean, you know, uh, if you didn't uh, if you didn't see our show this week, we had uh, Zaya Yunan of El Septimo um, on the show this week. It, very interesting show. Um, it, it was it was a it, look. It was a fun show. It was a great show. There was a lot of there was a lot of things he said on the show that I I have since heard a lo- obviously a lot of uh, feedback from and. There was a lot of things that people disagreed with. There was comments that people did agree with it. So, um, you know, listen, if if you have any questions, comments, concerns on that stuff, shoot us a message or comment along on tonight in the show. Maybe we can yeah. maybe we can answer Absol- some of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know now we have Coop here with us. You know, I'm sure, you know, maybe Coop could maybe weigh in on some opinions too. So if there's any questions, comments, and concerns from our show on Thursday with Zaya, Feel free to comment along with us tonight, or if you don't want to be public, you can shoot us a message, and we will uh, bring it up on the show. Um, yep. You can always email me, by the way. You can always email me, Matthew, at smokingtobacco.com. Um, we love fan mail and hate mail. Everyone's bring pretty, it on. Everyone's, <laughs> pre- everyone's pretty much their first name at smokingtobacco.com. Mitchell's Mitchell at smokingtobacco.com. <laughs> Nicole's Nicole at smokingtobacco.com. Yep. Kevin's Kevin's at smokingtobacco.com. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to get a hold of us too but also while you're at it you go over the website don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter because that is not only going to get you nice updates on stuff going on in the industry updates on who and when our shows are and or who, you know, who's coming on um, but also anytime we do giveaways that's how we're going to um, really connect with people now and all of our main updates for our cigar family charitable fundraiser um, that we do every year uh, which we're getting towards the time where we might start announcing some stuff. That's going to be the the biggest way to stay in touch. So head over to SmokingTobacco.com and sign up for our email newsletter right now because if not, you're going to be missing out on a lot of good stuff and a lot of information. And then people are going to say, I didn't know about it. But like, are you on the email list? Because it went out. Um, so that's how you're going to get that's how you, uh, That's how you're going to have to get it. So there's uh, those all the plugs and the ad reads for the beginning of the show. Now we can get into it. So Coop. Who shall go first? <laughs> first of all, can uh, I, uh, let me ask you a question. Why are you wearing a, 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 an L.A. Angels hat? You're a Phillies guy. Did I miss um, something? I, li- I, I like the hat. Um, you know, I always liked the movie Angels in the Outfield. And I, that's why I got this hat years ago. I was a, a huge fan of that movie. Um, you know, I, I, when I went out to, uh, I was out in Anaheim in 2007. So, uh, you know, it, I just had it and I just put it on tonight. Um you know, support baseball in general. So um, that's why I have it. <laughs> it's something, uh, I have a few other team hats that I wear sometimes. So, um, you know, I actually do have a San Francisco Giants hat, but you don't, you won't see that on me uh, until Gabe Kapler leaves. The until team. he is, until he is on the door. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to waste time with Gabe Kapler tonight. No, we get no. We're not. That's, uh, we, 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 we have we have, we have we have too much to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say. Let's leave it up to Nicole. If, if, if she needs a little more time, we, I can go first. Otherwise, um, you can go first. I'm, I'm totally fine. No, I, I'm good at this point. I just It'll take me a minute to make sure that everything I bring up on screen is smooth. But okay. Just because I don't typically bring it up you know, during the podcast. I'm sort of doing it more on the fly. But yeah, yeah whatever works. I don't care. All right. Well, I know a lot of people showed up to the show on Thursday thinking that we were going to get into the trip and I 
it was I, I think some people were disappointed because I saw people drop out I know that were commenting along and then all of a sudden they disappeared when we were <laughs> like we're not talking about it tonight and, uh, and then I didn't see them again and I've had people who have been messaging me saying that they can't wait for tonight because they can't wait to hear about stuff so sure so let's, let's do it like I said and then um, I'll have plenty of time to talk about like a lot of my stuff's already been published so um, that's we haven't really yeah we, we, we we've been we pretty as much as you love teasers I'm not a teaser fan let's let's give the people that you know we haven't really published a lot of our stuff yet, and um, it, it's because I want to do it in the right way. But I was going to give you so much grief, both of you, because the, the first day you put up the airport post, right? <laughs> I'm flying. I'm like, and then there's nothing. There's, like, silence, and I'm like, there they go. But I knew there was – and you and I messaged each other, and there were some reasons why you held off, so I totally understood that. So. Well, I was sitting, I on, the, I was sitting on the plane – it was funny because I saw the I got the it was a William Cooper and I'm like oh, fuck here we go and it was like no no photo blah, blah, blah. and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> so I took I took I took a picture oh, out the window of like the wing at the at the, at the terminal <laughs> and I'm like there you go there's your fucking yeah, photo. Right, there's three parts to this that the cigar industry does. They, they take a picture. They do that uh, Facebook thing of you're going here. They take a picture of the airplane at the gate. And then they do the selfie, right? But then yeah. when they go somewhere, they don't do anything. Like, they don't talk about any place <laughs> they're going, right? They don't talk about anything. Maybe you get a tablecloth with an event, uh, a box is on it for an event. And the, I just say this, and I don't the reason I was given from one person is they said, well, we don't talk about where we're going because we don't want retailers to know that we're in town. Hmm. And we may not be going to that shop. I said, but you're putting the post up where you're going. So I don't, understand, I don't understand the logic there. I was told this. Yep, that's what I was told. I'm like, okay. That right. make you know for that that makes sense. Um, that's where this whole thing started with me, like six or seven years ago, when I heard that when I was given that answer. I know you. You just you're all over it, man. When it comes to so you know, Coop's like the social media cigar police. <laughs> he really is. You know, like you got people. Like you got people like Alan and all these other people who are or Facebook trolls, and then you got the people who are on there who are just doing their thing, and they're just trying to have a good time. And then you got people on there like Coop, who are like, you know, hey, you didn't post a photo in the po like, and it's like, okay, like, is there a rule? <laughs> like, am I gonna go to Facebook jail because I didn't post a photo with my status update? Like, it's very <laughs> I interesting. Just, I, got, I had to get it in there, but then I, I was like. I was gonna give you more crap. Well, where are the pictures? Like from the, where you are. But then you, there was a good reason, and I understood that. So that was that was. Uh, and then you did get some stuff out there. So. And we we are gonna share. We are gonna share what we have. For those who don't know, Nicole and I went to. Uh, we were in the Dominican Republic last week, and uh, we visited a factory. We visited a farm. We visited um, several other things. We got to attend a party. We got to attend a party. Um, we got to see a school that is fucking amazing. And, um, obviously, I mean, I can't say enough about it because it was spectacular, but we went and experienced the magic of Fuente. Yes. Um, it was, it was very special for us. Uh, we got to go, um, and, uh, and see the factory and, and, you know, it was. We saw everything. The interesting thing, though, the mm -hmm. interesting thing, though, about it was, you know, we got to, s we got. It was our first f like real factory farm experience. You know, 
Um, so it was interesting because it was the first time we went to like you know the DR and to like the real factories and like you know where things are going on and you know we got to just you know fully experience the entire process. Um, that you know, yeah, we've read about it, we've heard about it, we've interviewed people about it, we've seen pictures online, but like until you go and you're there and you actually get to like you know experience it firsthand, like and you can absorb it directly. I mean it. It you know it changes a lot for you because you, you you just have such not only do you have a better understanding of just how this whole process works, but you have a newfound respect for everyone that's involved. And I don't mean like just the rollers in the factory. Of first of all, they're like one of the biggest because they're the people who are putting in so much work every yep. day. But it's like you finally understand like what those people go through, what the farming people go through what you know the other people in the factory who don't roll cigars but they do all the other stuff uh we got to see the box manufacturing they have their own box plant across the street from the from plant one um there's six plants at arturo fuente in, in the dr in santiago um plant one is the 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 main factory the the one that you've probably all seen photos of before um it's in it's in almost like an industrial complex uh, so then, like, across the street, there's a box factory, and that's where they make all the boxes. They make all their own molds there. They have their own machines that, that I, I believe it's like a CNC machine that, that just, that, that like, I think it's like a water jet or something that, that drills it out of, like, plastic, you know, the molds. slabs. They make, they, and they make they, the molds. They have a to make molds, yeah. Now, Coop, you've, been, oh, you've also been down and seen a lot of this stuff as well, so I know you can comment on this, too, because you've yeah. also been there. And I can also yeah. share some videos of that after as well. Yeah. Now, let me just set the context for some folks. Um, I actually got to do a similar thing uh, back in February. So, um, you know, I went down there too. Now, Fuente typically has not been open to the public that much. Um, they have done the CFCF tour with Chateau de la Fuente on Pro Cigar. Um as far as the factory tour, that's been very limited, although this year it was the first year they opened it up to Pro Cigar. Um, so not a lot of people have been to the factory. They've been much more closed off on this. And in both of these cases, it's not like you could just go on vacation to the Dominican Republic and say, hey, I want to go on a, a, one of these tours. Um, the only way really to do it is Pro Cigar or if you're kind of in the industry. They, they just It's not set up to do that. Um, so, and, and that's the case with most factory farm tours, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, this is, like I said, this is, um, this is kind of a unique thing that happened. Um, I'll also add on top of that is you went on one of the best factory tours, and it was a great thing, and it, it, but uh, it, it's, not the, it's different than all the other ones. Right. And the other ones have all, are very good, too. So, I don't want but this one, as, as people are going to see, I just say it's the closest thing to, to walking through Willy Wonka's factory that you're going to have. That's if you're, and if that's you're, not the norm. And that's not the norm. If, yeah. yeah, if you've ever been to any other cigar factory, if you've, been in, if you've never been to a cigar factory, you can imagine this too, but if you've been to any other cigar factory, um, the way I can explain it was if, you know, if you're over the age of, like, Coop, I don't know, what, 40? And yeah. uh, you've seen the, not the not the Johnny Depp version, the Gene Wilder version, the Gene of, Wilder Jack Albertson version. Yeah. Yes, and it's like when the gate opens and they go in, and he pops out, and then he like starts singing the song about "Come with me and you'll see." That is literally what it felt like. I yeah. mean, you're like, holy shit. And Carlito is the king of Easter eggs. Um, they oh, pretty yeah. much oh, live yeah. and breathe 
their family tradition. That is not yeah. a lie. And in all of the decor. Um, pay attention there if you ever get to go around is you know we will never rush the hands of time and you know it like it it's all plastered over even in like the door yeah. frames <laughs> like yeah all and, of and, these and little I, details yeah and i know you'll probably show it when you get in there it, it, it's this, it's everything that reflects his his family heritage and history yeah and it's it's, it's you know it's all reflected in this factory um and all of the properties actually but like i said he didn't build this to be an experiential center that's the thing I'm, just, I'm trying to make out to be like, this is not something like they're playing. Hey, you know, you're going to be able to go to Fuente World. Like, you know, it's not that's not what this is. This is this is how this is the operations. And they integrate this culture into everything, all their processes in the factory, too. So, I think I think who makes a good point that the one thing about the factory is he, he didn't and even Chateau de la Fuente. He didn't build it to be like, you know. Bush Gardens, or like you know, no. or Hershey World. You look at that. And that's you'll see these pictures. You think that he I built it. That he he really and 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 what, and what you'll see in the detail and there's a there's literally a meaning behind everything. Like the, literally, literally everything you yeah. see. If there's like a if there's like if there's like you know, like for example at, at the chateau, um, when you first come in, there's a there's a like an old well, and he said that's my wishing well. I always wanted a wishing well, and they, like. And then there's a story behind it. There's a story behind every little thing that's there. And the reason yep. why he did it wasn't to be showy because they don't let a lot of people go there. But, you know, it's he built it as a tribute to his heritage, to his culture, to his family. You know, when I tell you, like, the – like the, it wasn't even about the cigars anymore. It was just – it was – it was basically seeing someone's like three-dimensional like scrapbook of their family. Yeah, that's really yeah. how the that, only way that, to describe that, that, it. You know, it, it, absolutely, absolutely. And what he did though is, he has preserved his family's legacy, in 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 this edifice that he's built. So he is, you know, his family's like his story is told in the production facility that he has. But it's also not just the family legacy, right? Because it's the culture he has built for all of his employees. He was saying during the boom, mm -hmm. you know, previously, yep. people would poach cigar rollers. So his mentality is, well, what could I do for my employees to make them not want to leave? Yep. So part of it is a lot of the decor around the factory and things like that. It's literally made to not look like a factory so that they don't feel like they're working in a factory. That's why they yeah. play loud music and, you know, and it's clean. It just it it's a great experience for them. You know, for me, it's funny, you, Nicole, you bring that up. One of the, the coolest things when we first went to the factory. So when you when you go into plant one, you'll go into a door and you'll get into like this real it's like almost like a like a lobby. And there's five plants, just so people there's know. Six. They, or there's sorry, six. six. There's so six they, plants. So they have six plants. We only got to tour one of them, but which was plant one. Right. But um, yeah, all six are huge. Um, <laughs> so you walk in. There's like a lobby area, and there's like a little like I don't think it's operational, but it's it's, it's like a, I think because I think Ciro said the boxes were empty, but yeah. there's like a little like store display, but the. But you know, it's. I think they want. They they built it so that someday, if it's public, they can operate out of it. But it, you'll see that there's a bunch of other photos and mementos. You walk through a set of doors, and then you're in a in another little area, and there's a bar to the left, and there's some there's like some tables, and there's a picture of of Carlito, Don Carlos, and there's another set of doors, and the other side of the doors is the, the cathedral part of Plant One, that that big room that you've seen with the balcony. Now, when we first walk in there, before we go into the factory, where 
were like kind of waiting to go in and I turned and looked at Nicole and all I could hear was the Cuban music playing from the other side of the door, like yep. all through the factory. And I just looked at her and I was like, there's a vibe here. And like, yep. this is it. Like you, I hear the music going like, this is it. Like, this is so cool. And, um, you know, so, uh, it, it is, it, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere and, and it's true. Like they're, they're in a good mood. They're happy. Uh, they get their music. Uh, there's an employee entrance that they have and they, and there's like a, it's like a red carpet. Yep. Um, yep. Like you walk uh, in it, and it, yeah, exactly. Coop, yeah, you've seen it, and um, and they said like we want our employees to feel important when they come to work. We want them to feel special when they come to work. They they don't want to leave at the end of the day. Like they they like to they like to be here, and it's and it's a theme that we continue to see from the people in the factory to the people at the farm to the kids at the school. Like everywhere we went, it's like yeah, they never want to leave. They're so happy to be here. They're so yeah. fortunate, and it was like. You think about it and you're like, wow, like you're in a country that, um, you know, the truth is people don't have a lot. And, uh, you know, it's 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 not like here and people don't have a lot. And, and, and you know, their lives are, you know, they, they work for every little thing they have, but they're also so happy and they come to work and they're happy. They don't like, oh, I'm so poor. Like, I got to be here. Like, no, they, they, they want to be there, though. You know what I mean? They, they don't they don't have the attitude like, oh, I'm here because like I'm broke. Like they want to be there. You know, and you come back yep. home and you see people and you're like, people got way more here and they're so fucking miserable. And it's just like it really like it changes your perception. You're like, yeah, you know, people down here like they have nothing and they're happy, you know, and yep. it's just it, it really makes you it makes you think a lot about yep. a, about a lot of things. It, it really yeah, does. It definitely does. Um, so that was that was one of the biggest things I took away just as a whole, like just a, on a. Um, the other thing too is that their motto as a company is Somos Fuente, which is we are Fuente, mm-hmm. and so we were very fortunate. We actually were able to attend their holiday party that they threw for their um, for their cigar rollers. So they rented out an arena. And um, they essentially had open bar for their cigar rollers, and they had um, hired some of the most famous Dominican bands. Um, and so we got to attend this party, which was really cool because I don't think they've ever had like other guests at their party before. Um, and so um, they uh, were giving them plaques and awards for people who had been there ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Um, and there were d- there were dozens of people with awards, um, and that was wonderful. But then they were also just giving out bonuses. They were having like a little game. They gave out like five hundred dollar, a thousand dollar bonuses, um, TVs, refrigerators, just like all sorts of things to their right. to their employees. And that was, um, you know, these employees were just so happy. Um, yeah, can't say that enough. Uh, that that was yeah. the that was the biggest thing for me. It's just how happy the people were. Yeah, it, it uh, it's a very the environment's unbelievable that you'll see. Like I said, I was at that entrance with the red carpet, and uh, and he, Carlito's explaining it, and I'm seeing some of the people coming in from break, from lunch break, going in there. It was it was it was, it was really um, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's and not to say that other factories don't have very happy employees, because they do. I mean, I can say the Perdomo people, they were really uh just wonderful people i mean really most of these factories they do treat the workers very well so yeah uh, i can't say that for every factory but i mean most of the ones that i've went to um you could see it and it's not just an act you you can you can feel the vibe you know there's a i feel like it's the best way to describe it is there's just a uh 
there's a cultural difference between the way that people live and work and feel about their lifestyle there versus the way people live, work, and feel about their lifestyle here. And it's it's just, it's culturally, it's a culture thing. It really is. It's very different. Um, yep. So. And, oh. Uh, no, sorry. I was going to go. I was going to try to upload one of the videos in. Do you want to add this see. file as an animated overlay or do I include audio? Yeah, because we don't want audio. I don't know if I can make that bigger. Boom. So this is one of the reels that I had made. So this is a small video, but that's that entryway with the, the store to the factory. Yep. And then um, this is the Whoa. main cigar rolling room floor when you walk in with the fountain. This place, yeah, this is, like I said, this now it's not the only rolling room, but this is what the, the main one. Yes. Did, did he tell you what they roll there? Because this is what was the most interesting thing. He he did. Wait, Do you wait, want wait. to tell? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, say that again. I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to fix he, something. He asked if um, he had said uh, if Carlito had told us what was rolled in this specific room, in the main room, which he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah Coop, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, this is their – this is not the special stuff. Nope. Not, not the special. It's not the, it's not the Opus X, the limited stuff. This is the everyday stuff they roll here. 858. Yep. Eight five eight. Um, yeah. So I mean, they Chateau and, Fuentes. and he wanted he want and this is kind of the, the centerpiece of the factory. But he wanted it like that. I'm play um, it again. He wanted that centerpiece to you know for that type of production. You know, it would have been very sexy if he put. And, and I know you're gonna talk about where the Opus X stuff's rolled in a bit, but um, I think it was a very strong statement that he makes. Uh, I was like smiling when he told me that because me being like enough limited stuff already. This I just was. Really, it, it just—I it, think it sets a positive mood that in the best best area of the factory, you're rolling your everyday stuff. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about limiteds on this show, especially right, and we talk. I mean, and, and Fuente is no exception. I mean, they're the king of limited. They're the king of small back. Any I mean, anytime you say Opus X, I mean, it, limited, hard to get, expensive, yeah. whatever. You know, that's where your mind goes. But you know, the thing I remember is, you know, that company wasn't built on Opus X. I mean, in fact, Opus X is not what really pays the bills for them it's it's no it's 858 it's chateau fuente double chateau it's hemingway, hemingway yeah. it's bestseller work of curly art head even even curly, Cur head, yeah. even curly head they use um yeah. you know it's um you know it's short story you know that's what that's that's where they make their money mm -hmm. you know what i yeah. mean um that's 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 their bread and butter that's that's what keeps the lights on that's what that's what pays for it um so of course when you go to a place like that it's as, as cool as the, the, the cool and special stuff is to see, and of, of course, I'm not discounting it at all. Um, it, what's awesome is to see them, you know, making, like, the bread and butter, 858, you know what I mean? Like, you, and you just see yeah. them, and it's like, wow, I'm like, there it is, you know? There it is. They're, they're, they're rolling it right there, and um, and they're having a good time doing it, and, and you know, and um, you get to go through, and you get to see the tobacco being sorted, you get to see the people rolling it, and then you get to see people, you know, sorting you see people sorting the colors so they can put them into boxes and ban them. And it's just like, you know, the whole thing from beginning to end. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, I did yeah. just throw up a little loop of um, this is in the box making factory. Yeah. So anytime um, you've ever bought any kind of box from them, it's, it's made there. So even the, the fancy boxes, 
Um, the, they, the 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 old school Cuban style boxes with the edging and the and the flip top like that's all made there. Uh, they they all make it all in house. They stain it. They print it. Stain you know, they're it. They're doing the hardware it. on the boxes. Everything. There's right. The, uh, they, they're they're like tacking it on by hand. They're putting the hinges on the box. I mean, they they do it. They do it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's a large box factory. Is what I'll just tell you. I've seen. Probably the only other one I could see that was comparable to that size was General Cigars one, which has a very big one as well. But, uh, I mean, that's a, like I said, a lot of factories. Perdomo has a pretty big one, too, and that's in Nicaragua. But I'd say General yeah. and Fuente are probably a little bigger. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's a full, like, they do, like, they don't have to, they're not dependent on a lot of outside uh, people to do that stuff for them. Jay actually brought up a good point, and I, I should have said this too, and because I, di- I did ask this question, um, the twentieth anniversary and the forbidden in the Dubai, the more ornate ones that you've probably seen, those are not made there. Although, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that, and I didn't know that. No, so, those are not yeah. made there. Yeah. Although I believe when I asked Ciro, they're assembled there. I think the pieces are made okay. elsewhere, like in China or somewhere. But I, I'm almost pretty sure he said that they assemble the boxes there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought that's what he said. Uh, maybe Jay knows the specific on that one. And this is one of the storage areas from the box factory specifically. So these are not cigars ready to go out. They're just the boxes sitting there. But look how clean and organized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll notice. <laughs> you'll notice like on the, on, the, on the floor where all the pallets sit. You know, there's a yellow outline. Like, they even have it so it's like you put the boxes in the yellow line. You don't put them outside the yellow line. I mean, everything is so organized and clean, which is just like, and it's not even just there. Like, everywhere you went, like, everything was so clean and organized. And, like, you know. Even the tobacco and hold on. You don't see that anywhere. Like, forget about cigars for a minute. Like, if you've ever been to any kind of warehouse or any kind of factory or any kind of, like, industrial area, it's never that clean. Like, nowhere. I don't care where you go. I've never seen that anywhere. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you it's a very clean factory. Um, well, Perdomo's is very clean, and my father are very clean. Mm. I would say they're pretty close to, if not at that level. But, but, and most of them aren't terrible either, I want to say. No. And um, we were able to go also to another facility which housed all of their tobacco. Yeah. And this there was how many so buildings? Much fun. Oh, yeah, but but again, look how organized. I mean, this is just one of multiple warehouses. Right. There's a lot of tobacco in here, guys. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of That's all yeah. Piloto did, Cubano. Did, did you smoke? <laughs> I know. I was busting on Jose about that. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you smoke when you were walking on the tour or no? Uh, yeah. We did. I yeah. did, yeah. Because uh, I, I was nervous about it, right? Because it was so clean and there's no ashtrays like around, you know? Yeah, there is. They're built into the wall. You didn't see that? They have little no. wooden ashtrays that are like built yes. into the wall. <laughs> no, like, like everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're easy I to miss, but they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like every five feet, the there's a wooden, bed. there's like a wooden ashtray. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Most of the factory toys, you have no way to put your ashtray. Nah, and I, nah. I used to put it in the garbage cans every time I saw it. Actually, what is this video? So I have just a couple more to share from the factory. And we have more that we're going to be putting in a write-up. I film so much part of it through the factory, though, especially with the rolling. There are certain things that we, one, weren't allowed to film. Um, yes. But two, you know, all the there's 3,000 cigar rollers. Granted, not all in that one building. 
you know, I didn't want to be rude and also just stick a camera in everyone's face. I don't speak Spanish to even explain that. So for me personally, I was, I I think a little bit more hesitant because I know if I was working, I wouldn't want a camera stuck in my face. No, no. Some of them are pretty cool. Like, hey, you take a picture. And I usually ask if I take a picture of of a person before I snap the camera. Oh, yeah. On that. So we tried to just take more general things. Oh, these things. things. The wheels. I always love seeing these. Yes. These are the wheels. That's rehydrating the tobacco. Yep. Sorry, look, again, look at the floor there. The, like, tile. It's all, cu- you know, Cuban themed. The whole yeah. the whole facility. The cu- there's a lot of Cuban tile. And if you don't know what Cuban tile is, um, yeah. in Cuba, I know you know what it is. But yeah. um, it's that old school of, like, all the broken tiles of all different colors and it's just kind of yeah. all like mosaically put together there's a lot of that everywhere broken yep. tile look everywhere yep. which yep. again was done purposely as like an homage to like you know when they were younger and you know they didn't have anything and they didn't have money and you know they that's that's what they could afford was just you know scrap tile that they could put together um and it's and it's and it's honestly it, it's I know that that was once upon a time, like, and maybe for some people it still is. Like, it's like, oh, like, you know, that's just like a, you know, that's what we do. But, like, it's turned into, like, artwork now. Like, you see that and you're like, oh, wow, it's beautiful. Like, (laughs) it's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, And it's everywhere. And it's it's just, uh, it's really cool to see. Now, this picture with all the barrels, this is one of their, um, it's one of the aging rooms, right? So... Or not. Yes, that is yeah. um, that is Opus X tobacco. Yes, that's being barrel aged. Coop, did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Which and I did you I, see the area? Did you see the area where the barrels are kind of? They're on the on the Ferris wheel. wheel. On the Ferris wheel, yeah. Yeah, we did. I yeah. I think yep. she has a photo of that. I, yeah. I don't have those ones available right now, but yes, we do have uh, of most yeah. most things. And now this is going to be my favorite like little snippet from the. Um, from the factory give me just a moment oh and one more hold on actually so this one i'm gonna throw a picture up super super quick if i can let's see here there we go so that's me and matthew in the um so that building is one of their tobacco warehouses yep um, so that whole complex is comprised. It almost feels like, I don't know, like Beverly Hills, like going through a movie. <laughs> like it going looked like a movie, movie set. It yeah. really looked like a movie set. Uh, look at the way the trees are lined up there. Um, and some of the, some of the factories in that, in the, the, the free trade zone area have some nice air exterior. So, um, but yes. yeah, that one, uh, just, re- it kind of reminded me of a Hollywood movie set with those trees. Now, this one is what I'm sure a lot of people will love to see, which is their Opus X aging room. And this is where all the Opus is aged. Most of it. Yep, I think there's multiple rooms, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But they have an Opus X like overlay in the floor. And all of these cabinets have cigars in them. Full. Yep. They're full. Full, full, full yeah. of full. brim. And there's multiple like little hallways there. This is Look where at that all floor, the, though, the the little thing on the floor, that little thing, that thing, uh, the lighted whatever. Yeah, it, I saw that too. That was interesting. Like they they had, had a the, lot of lighted signs throughout their factory. Actually, most of the ones that you can buy through yeah. the Fuente website, um, they actually have them in in the factory yeah. on the walls. And yeah, but um, that's a great view of the uh, the tile that we, Matt was talking about earlier on. Yep. Yeah. So those are all. 
the cabinet doors open and then all the cigars are in like you know wooden crates and they're all labeled like they're all stacked nice and neat they all have a tag that says you know what it is what the tobacco is how long it's been in there when it was rolled like it's 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 very it's very organized very organized yeah, and this is where you got to really uh give a lot of credit to zero uh, Cascala, he's the guy who, uh, he is Carlito's, uh, the right hand of Carlito. But he runs a lot of the day-to-day at that factory, and the processes he's put in place in there, um, is incredible. I mean, it's one of, uh, you know, again, I would probably say Perdomo is the other one out of Nicaragua, that, where I see the, the processes are tightly integrated and they're well-defined. Oh, yeah. Um, again, certain factories are looser, is what I'm saying, um. Not to say they're bad, but I'm just saying it's it's these are very very tightly integrated. Uh, they can find out anything going on in any part of the factory at any time. And a um, couple comments here. So Gracie said, "In just aging, I'm assuming Grace, you're meaning just that one room. Yeah, all of those cigars are just simply aging. They have and that's uh, a, they have <laughs> a lot of opus. It feels like there's not a lot out in the world, but that's because they want it to be so perfectly aged before it goes out. Yeah. And there's yeah. a um. There's a <coughs> how many uh, aging rooms in total? Because they have all the aging rooms for like Hemingway and everything, Magnum R, Casa Guba. I mean, I think there's like f- is there 14, 15 aging rooms in the factory, something like that. I can't remember. They, ha- I think, because they have them speckled throughout, and I know he had made like he actually has other aging rooms that they're not even using yet. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeah, that yeah, are yeah. not in yeah. use as of yet, but they're yeah. like prepared and ready to go. Um, and, 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 yeah, yeah, there was a lot. Um, certainly, they, they have room to grow. I guess what I can say too. Um, um, you know, go ahead, Nicole. No, no, you go ahead, Coop. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say with aging, people when that realize there's really four types of aging that goes on, in the, maybe more, but there's the curing of the tobacco that goes on in the barn. There is the fermentation on the pallones. Then there's the actual aging of the bales, and then there's the aging of the cigars roll. So, I mean, there's a lot of aging, and, needs, and these things, we need a lot of space to do all this stuff. That's true. Space is key. And, you know, even yeah. it looks as it looks so big when you, like, you see all this. Too. And even if, you know, when you're there in person, but it's like, you'll be there and you'll be like, wow, it's, there's so much space here, and, and it's still not enough. Like, if they could have, if they could have even more, they would. You know what I mean? It, yep. Everything's, yep. everything's, like, to the max. As big yep. as it Every is, everything's to the max. Space at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so, where do you want me to go next with pictures? So we can do. Let's uh, uh, let's talk about the school. Let's talk about the school. Okay, so the school definitely was, I think, my favorite part of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, those it, kids. You know, Charlie Minato had told me this before I went on. He said, "This is going to be. It's it's going to if 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 you don't enjoy that experience at the school, he, he's basically his words to me is something's wrong with you. Is what he <laughs> this is coming from Charlie, right? You know, so, um, you know, he was telling, because I had met Charlie when I was on the factory tour, and I was going the next day to the school. But uh, this is just a magical place. Totally magical. And I just put on screen, so I had taken some just, um, you know, following shots as we were walking through. Um, It's Carlito. We had, I think, a total of four, or was it five, musical performances that Mm -hmm. the students had did for us. Look at that. They even have solar panels there at the school, which is wild. And, um, you know, uh, obviously we do the Scar Family Charitable Foundation fundraiser with smoke and tobacco, but the money 100% goes here. This is where it's going. Um, And, you know, they're so fortunate to have so much. Um, And that's why when we do that, too, like, you know, 
it's you know it, it's not even in it's not even just about how much we raise i mean obviously we want to raise as much as we can because the more we raise and we donate for them together as a group uh it, it, it's the more that they can use to keep improving on what they have and keep funding the supplies i mean um this is where it goes guys i mean it, it, it's yeah the re it's the real deal this isn't you know one of those charities where like oh well they skim it off the top and like they give nope. the kids enough. no it all goes there the point yep. is in and the humans pay all the executive costs for it too mm -hmm. like right it's um and the other thing that's interesting about this and coop i know you i know you know this too and maybe you can speak to it the thing about the school is the name Newman isn't there. The name Fuente isn't there, uh, with the exception of the name Cigar Family. Uh, there's right. no, there's nothing cigar related there. You're not smoking cigars there. You're nope. not nope. going there. And you're not. You're not you're smoking not there. You're not going to see a cigar there. Yeah. You're not going to see a cigar there. You're not going to see the Newman name, the Fuente name. Um, it's not even. It has nothing to do with either of the companies either. It's its own entity. It's a five hundred one c charitable corporation. It's its own entity. It's not about them. It's about the kids. It's about the community. It's about the family. Um, it, it really is. And so, you know, if, if, you've, if you've been a part of our fundraisers before for this, you know, it, thank you so much. You know, we, it means so much to us. This is, this is what it goes to. Yeah. If you, if you haven't been a part of it, you know, you're getting a look here. Like, this is what it is. I mean, th like these kids, I mean... Um, it, it'll it'll make you cry when you go. It really will. It yeah, really yeah. it really but will. This here's a joy you'll have too. Is what you'll have. It's not a oh, it's not a depressing yeah. thing. It's a happy yeah yeah. But I'm sure Carlito told you the history of that area. And this is about an hour outside of Santiago. This was an impoverished, dangerous area. It's that, in a region uh, of the Dominican called Banao. Yeah. And there were two feuding villages, and yep. um, kids kids used to bring knives to school. Yeah, because there was yeah, there was, was kids from another village, and it was like they yeah. would you know try to stab each other. Like it it was bad. It was so bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it was um, these uh, and I know you could probably get into more about what 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 they come out of this school. Um, there was just uh, I tell you, it was and Carlito, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and it's real when he's there. Because he, he, he gets choked up every time he's there, I can tell you that. You know, um, the, the other thing about him, too, is, you know, he'll talk about cigars. He'll talk about the company. And, you know, and obviously this history there, you know, they're very proud of what they've built. But most of what he talks about that really makes him, like, emotional, what makes him proud, what makes him happy, it's, it's, this. it's this. This this is what he cares about. I mean, he even told us, that, like, there's, they do a lot of projects with like other companies like like Hublo and and Stefano Ricci and um, he said you know a lot of that stuff too like he goes into it saying like okay I'll do this collaboration but like the biggest thing I, I want out of this is I want to I want it to somehow benefit the, the kids in the school yeah which yep. I thought was really really important really and really kind of special it, like it was it's it's always I always find a way whatever I do to to always benefit the school and everything we do and i think that that's great well you know i stepped up some things to contribute this year and a lot of it came out of my visit i'm like you know i just saw what this is all going for and uh you know there was i had some very interesting i mean i'll just share one quick story you know on the school part there was a teacher who got a microsoft uh certification yes we, we met, met her, her. In, mm -hmm. when i was okay so when i was 
a technical person way back and got mine. That is a very, very hard thing to achieve. A Microsoft certificate is not a, it's not a gimme, okay? And I just was like blown away to see this young woman. And I, and I don't think Carlito maybe understood that just because he doesn't come from that world. And I was like, yeah. Carlito, this is a big, big deal. This is like, you know, in, in the technology field, getting your Microsoft certification is one of the biggest things you can get. Um, I, I mean, today I couldn't even do it because I'm not, I don't do technical stuff anymore. And, but I was so blown away by that. And I believe they're the only like accredited Microsoft like school. Like she's the only one who's certified in the Dominican to like te- reteach yeah. that yeah. certification. She's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is crazy too, but, yeah. um, yeah. But yeah, no, um, Gracie had asked, how old is it? How long has it been in operation? Gracie, it's been going on since, tw- uh, 2001. So it's been 21 yep. years. Um, and, the, and they're expanding. And so um, we actually were witnessing while we were there, um, they are building a performing arts center. Um, and they want to, you know, start going into like radio broadcasting and, and things like that and, you know, fund for, you know, the arts as well. So they're building a brand new building. Um, and it was just they're like pouring the cement, really. Like that's the stage that they're at. But um, and then I believe a company approached them about expanding to a hospitality school potentially as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so it's they, they still have great. plans to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're, 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 they just keep building your, and giving your money. More. If you're contributing to that, whether through the fundraiser, uh, you know, the uh, Toast Across America or whatever, I'm telling you, it's, it's money that really charity money you don't have to really worry about. And what we also didn't mention is the um, the health center that is there, the health facility. Yep. So they wow. also very impressive for have a health facility, you know, <laughs> on premises there. But it's not just for the students; it is for the surrounding villages. Yep. Um, they can draw blood. They have an X-ray machine. They do dentist work, um, and they have doctors that come back and donate their time. And one of them we met was a, a previous graduate, graduate of the school. Met. You met yep. him <laughs> yep. <laughs> too. Yep. But um, but that facility, you know, for you know where it is, it that helps so many people. And we actually got well. to see it too. Like, they brought us into the storage rooms and they yep. showed us all the like prescriptions the and the mm-hmm. and the equipment yep. and like all the vials of like, you know, vaccines and stuff that they have. Like they they have like all of the medical supplies, you know, to to help people, uh, yep. if a sickness and disease or injury, like it they have it. I and mean, just on that note, one more thing. And, you know, we kind of moved on from the factory. But what I didn't realize, just to mention, they have a credit union in their factory for their employees. And they have a yes. healthcare yeah. facility yeah, but, in but, the factory yep. for their employees. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, was mind-blowing. And, there, and yeah. one of the reasons why they have that is because it was a way to get them to not, you know, people need to borrow money for stuff. You know, they buy did, a house. They didn't. A they car. didn't. They were like, well, instead of having them go to like you know these loan sharks, you know, and these shady people, you know, we'll let them yep. come to us. Let us, you know, you know, we have our own credit union where you know they 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 can borrow money in a safe way, um, pay less interest on it, uh, and you know, and, and and not you know be in, in in physical danger if they can't pay it back or something like you know it. They can figure it out. It's I tell you that's. That's impressive too. I mean, your your company has yeah. its own credit union for your employees. Like that's all. It's all internal. It's all internal. Yep. Was that that was right near the cafeteria? I'm trying to remember. Yes, yes. it yep. was. Yeah, that's why. Yes. Okay, I was trying to remember where it was. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. But yeah, sorry. It's just on a tangent. You know, there's so no, <laughs> there's no, so much. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but that school amazing. The kids, you know. It just I, I can't say enough about that. And they were all so sweet. 
and they love getting their picture taken. They want to yep. follow you around for the picture and see themselves in the camera. I had that. So I, she had the, the video camera and I had the, 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 the photo camera and I was taking photos and like they'd all run up to me and photo photo and i'd say okay and i take their photo and it doesn't take a photo like more kids are coming and i had to stop <laughs> take another photo and then they're all like they all come to you and they surround you and they and they and they like they want to like they're like let me see let me see and you show them the photo and they all go oh <laughs> and they get so excited and then you like want another one they're like yeah 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 and you take another photo and then they look at it and they're like oh look 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 and they're all like and they're just like they're so excited just to see their photo um yeah it, it, it's just it was so fun um, now just to segue as well. So that, so that is its own 30 acre complex. I believe that is directly next to the farms. So, so while there's multiple farms, they have, they have farms in Santiago, but the, the farm that everyone knows is Chateau de la Fuente, which, um, you know, is it, it, it's, it's the one that people know the most, obviously the one that you know they've probably seen. Um, yeah, it's right up the road. So it's all, it's all. Like to get, so when you when you go to the school you pass by the Chateau de la Fuente and you keep going and then you get to the school so it's it's all right there now yeah. like Carlito explained it's it that land it's not all attached it, it it is its own separate entity it has nothing to do with Arturo Fuente and the business and anything like that it, it's or or even anything to do with Newman it's its own separate isolated entity yeah um, and it operates as such. Yep. Um, which I think is important to note. It's it's a hundred percent on its own. But the yep. farm has, um, you know, or they have many different parts to it. So up on screen right now is, and it might not be the best video, but um, it's lagging for some reason. But this is the tobacco in the fields. Now we didn't get an opportunity to walk through it, um, but I was able to take some video coverage um, of where they are growing. Yeah, that's and the where they are in crop. the season. Yep. Yeah, we they normally don't walk them th anyone through the fields there, which is uh, fair. although this time of the it, with the yeah I mean it's and there's a lot of reasons for that they're very protective of the tobacco, and but honestly at this point of the year it's it's everything's just sprouting right now so yep and that will be full blown tobacco by January. Yep. Yeah, it grows very quickly. That's one thing I don't think people realize. Like you plant like they plant it, they probably plant it what like beginning of November maybe end of October. It, you know after a month you're here but then like in another two months i mean those plants are i mean they're they're coming out yep. of the ground they, it goes quick yep it goes quick it, a lot has to do with the rainy season when it starts and all that too um, which is something to mention it was it last year he was telling us about the crop with ice or with frost yes. they, they got had a, frost. they had an ice storm very rare yeah and what happened because was they are because it is elevated it, it is more elevated in where you are here and what's yeah. interesting is, you know, you see all the cheesecloth, you right know, there at the top. Yeah. Um, and what happened with the, at, the, at the time, the plant, it happened at, towards the end when the plants were already fully grown and it came down and some of it like broke through the cheesecloth and it broke the plants. It, and it broke the these leaves. wooden structures and these, this cheesecloth essentially sure. fell on the plants. Yeah. And then like some of it, like the cheesecloth didn't break. But, like, the weight, it all came in and collapsed on top of the plants. So they lost a lot. Of the, I think he said they lost, like, a third of the crop. They did. Um, yep. So they, you know, which, you know, again, you, the, this is what happens in any kind of agriculture. You, you have nature right. against you. I mean, these things happen. Um, which is why they don't grow. Like, when they wait till the end of the hurricane season. But, but sometimes odd things happen, and there's a late 
there's a December storm that will come through or your tropical system that comes through. It, it does happen from time to time. Or a freak of nature thing like the ice storm. So, yeah. Uh, these things are not meant to be uh, hurricane or storm-proof by any means. No, but what ended up happening with that is he did try to save as much as he could. So this is just a picture right here. And he actually pulled that crop out. So they still took it. Um, and we don't have a ton of pictures from this area because it was um, towards the end of the day and our cameras died. But this is... Um, where is it? This is the... That's um, at Chateau de la Fuente. Yeah, this is at Chateau de la Fuente. Um, and this is where they store a lot of the tobacco. Um, and there's... They can't use all parts of this leaf from this crop because obviously, you know, there was frost on it. But he wants to do something special, so he's trying to see where, um, you know, like uh, what happens to it, you know, after it sits for yep. so time. And when he opened this box, the smell, it smelled like raisins. <laughs> Like, it that's was a you sickly, get that, that, sweet, that's, like, that's, that's hit you sweet in the tobacco face. smell, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, whatever he does with this is going to be very special. Like, that is a very sweet. <laughs> yep. And it will be I mean, limited, it, but. Yeah. yeah. Go that's ahead, cool. cool. That is really cool. You saw that. Yeah. Um, he opened tons of boxes for us just to see. You know, we were being nosy, of course, but. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was really cool with that. And, um. Let me just pull up a couple more pictures here. So, um, obviously, there's also the area that a lot of people know with all the painted rocks. Yeah. Um, yep. As part of the, the chateau. So, let me see what I have here. I don't know what to call it. What do they call it? I call it... I just named it, like, the rock farm. <laughs> now, this is something you just won't see at any farm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling This is This is so... Like, it looks almost like a golf course when you go into the distance there. But this is something you just won't. This and again, this is not for an. Yeah, they do the pro cigar toys, but it's not an experiential center that tends to work all year round. They they bring in special guests from time to time, but that's that's it. Yeah. So um, what you're looking at is one is just one photo from this area, um, and they have a lot of painted rocks. So they have the um, the A Fuente letters in the background. They have fl a lot of flags. Do you have a video from the other direction? Yes, I do. But if you want to talk about it, yeah, the um, they re they repaint them. I think he said every year they they hand paint all the rocks one by one yep. to, to keep it that vibrant color. Um, mm -hmm. There's uh, there's meaning behind everything that's there too. Um, so I, don't know, I think Nicole has video from from the other stuff stuff that you've probably seen before. There's definitely been pictures of this online. Um, what's Hold that? On, what's, give me a what's that one? That one? That's the one I just no. Made. This one. What's that one? Oh, no, that's not what I wanted to play. Hold on. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, this one is from... <laughs> this is oh, from, okay. This is from the second floor of the Hemingway house. I don't yep. know why the videos are so... Low. Probably because they're large and those files. Are, those are curing barns. And those are curing barns you'll see in the back there. Yep. Yes, those are the curing barns. Did you get to go in the curing barn? No, there was nothing in them anyway. I, yeah, that's probably what I actually did. Um, What, like... When no one else did, I got a, I got a private one. I looked out. Uh, Rich Dolak took me through there, but they had a big group, and I don't think they wanted the group going through. It, the curing, the curing barns are dark and you know messy. There's not much dark. going on in there. Yeah. Well, no, it's cool to see the tobacco hanging and drying. It is cool. It's not. It's uh, the only problem is we went cool. during the off season, so there was no tobacco there. Right, right. So it didn't make any sense. Let's go through a dark barn. I don't think. I have that one. 
available the other side right now. I thought uh, I did, but that's I okay. Don't. Let me double check. But anyway, I'll just say so. I mean, some of the other ones you've seen, uh, like he has, um, he has a um, a um, a Snow White. Is it Snow White? In a Cinderella. I In believe. a Cinderella. Um, and he said that the the Snow White represents uh, his mom, and he told the story about how. Um, his mom, if I'm trying to remember correctly, Coop, I don't know if you know the story. Um, his his mom used to, like, feed, they used to, like, feed the workers, like, way back in the day. And then, like, she started, like, feeding the animals. And, like, eventually, like, the squirrels and stuff, they used to just come to her and she would just, like, hand feed them. Which, you know, yeah, you know animals, like, yeah. which animals don't. So here. Yeah, which animals don't do that. You know what I mean? So like it was like he, he was like that. You know, my mom was like my Snow White. So he yep. he, he like you know he, he has the Snow White. Um, you can see it off to the um, to the right there, I believe, and then the Cinderella yep. to the left. So. Yeah. So yep. every like I said, everything he had, he has there. There's a meaning behind it, which I thought yeah, was so cool. There's like some flags somewhere, and the flags have meanings with the different countries and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that was from the first video that Nicole showed. Yeah, the flags were in the first one. They were in the flags, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And then he even had what, like, the it, was it the alien? Like, the square and the triangle and the circle and the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had like, something like that. Yeah, he had something like that. Get your, did you get your coconut here? No. No. Did you? Oh, see, that's the one thing you might have... That's, <laughs> well, that's because we had... I went as part of... When I went to the Suyato, it was part of the Pro Cigar Tour... Yeah, so what they tend to do is they'll they'll slice up some coconuts with a machete, and you get to drink the coconut juice out of it. Oh, oh that's it's cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's it's a, most cigar tours they do that, but I imagine just you guys were on a very small tour, so they weren't gonna set that up. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, there was no one there. It was it was just us, and you know we had driven up yeah. up there. So like I said, um, and, and it's a yeah, but that's really cool. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you'll see that in some store at some point. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, so and then the Hemingway House and the Hemingway House is a whole oh. thing in itself. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's 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 that's, that's uh, it's almost like a little museum, you know. I mean, there's 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 a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of a lot of stuff from the movie The Lost City. Now, Coop, you've seen the movie The Lost City, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So the the movie a lot of it was set up as a result of the filming. Yeah. Correct. Um, a lot of people might not know that, but you know, there was a movie film called The Lost City with Andy Garcia. Uh, Stephen Bauer was in it. Who else was there? Was some other name people in there? Um, and they filmed a lot of it there. They filmed, um, you know, in the off season, which uh, they told us. You know, what happened was they they started filming early in the year, and they get they got some shots when the tobacco was there. But then Andy had said, "I need, um, I need the tobacco here over the summer." because we have actors that are filming other movies right now and they won't be able to come shoot until the summertime. And they were like, we don't grow tobacco in the <laughs> summer. And they're like, well, but I, and Andy is like, well, can we grow it? He's like, I need, I need shots with those people like in the field. So that's how the, you know, the lost city cigars, you guys know that it was a result of, they planted a summer crop so they could, they could shoot the scenes. And then Carlito was like, well, I mean, it, it's still tobacco. Like I'll try to use it. And it has now become the, the Lost City, you know, cigars that they make and they come out. I think like what once or twice a year, but that's what that is. Yeah, it's why it's so it, limited, and that's why it's so limited too. And they only they on. only grow, they only grow that summer crop every couple of years. Yeah, and then exactly. that gives them their supply. 
They don't grow it every year, which I thought was interesting. He said, no, we only grow it every couple of years. And then each crop is enough for them to make what they send out and, you know, keep the perpetual, you know, release going. But, yeah, it's it, – it's, so when it's limited, it's, it's limited. They don't even grow it every year, uh, which I thought was very interesting too. Um, so you'll see when you go in there, you'll see a lot of photos from the movie, um, photos of shooting. Um, there's a lot of stuff – related to the movie there but then you know they have their family photos there and stuff like that that's really cool a lot of photos that i've seen before like in magazines and stuff but um yeah and i'm trying to they find. have them there on and the wall i apologize really cool. in advance because some of this footage too it's like not the best so i was trying to take very quick snippets well the funny thing is well the, well the funny thing is like all the stuff you shot like came out like really clear but like for some reason it's lagging on the pr in the in the program and i'm not sure why i think because these videos are longer than the other ones the other ones are like 10 seconds or less so yeah um so most of these but they will be uploaded um to the website so you know if there's more that you want to see definitely check it out there once we have those posts up um but yeah but the um the hemingway house is beautiful um and that was a whole they even have um they even have a a little tiny corner of the hemingway house they have a tribute to celia cruz now Coop, do you know who celia cruz is I don't remember, <laughs> but I do remember a tribute to Celia Cruz. Yeah. Celia Cruz is a very famous Cuban singer, um, and her music was playing in the factory almost the whole time we were there. And um, when you go to the Hemingway house, there's there's a glass display case, and she wore a lot of wigs, so that they have one of her dresses and one of her wigs mm -hmm. on display. And yep. I guess, and then there's a painting of her on the wall. And I think yep. they had the painting as a tribute or something like that because they wanted to do something for Celia Cruz and then her people found out about it like her foundation and so they sent them like the dress and the wig that they could put on display as like a thank you and like that so like that's kind of unique and special too they have like a whole tribute to Celia Cruz there um when we took photos of that too I just don't yeah there's photos of it somewhere I think I have a lot of the photos on mine but I obviously I can't help you with that now but yeah so this is like when you first walk in uh, the Hemingway house, you'll see this and you'll see Andy Garcia with the, with the camera filming the movie. And, um, again, they have a, like a shop sort of set up, but it's not actually functional. I think it's just, yeah, that they, they used to do it at pro cigar. They did use it at pro cigar ah. for the tour. Yeah, so uh, they, it's a pop-up tour. Yep. No, I was just going to say they, I think they just use it for larger events when they come in. Yeah. Yeah. They typically, it's not one that, like, this is not something that's open 365 days a year. So they, it's set up where they can easily display product and ring up, ring up. Cause I bought some cigars there and they yeah. bring, like when we were on pro cigar, they bring really cool stuff there. Hard to get stuff. Like you're, if you're going to want them and it's reasonably priced too. It's not like they're overpricing it by any means. It's probably less than you pay. Yeah, so that's really cool. So you see that, um, and uh, it, it, it's kind of like um, it's almost like the it's almost like the museum. You know what I mean? Like that's where a lot of that cool stuff is, and you know, special pictures and mementos and stuff. And it's um, so you go up that staircase, and those are like all the photos from. Yeah. There's like there's a photo of Cynthia there. That's a yeah. really that's a beautiful photo of Cynthia. Um, on the wall there it's it that w i love that photo then there's a photo of the three of them that carlito cynthia and, and 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 don carlos you know their father um like all together that was a really cool photo um 
and then there's photos of like Arturo, and there's there's um, there's pictures of like his grandmother and his grandfather together, and a lot of like a lot of family stuff there, which I thought was really cool. A lot of old stuff. Um, you know what's funny? I learned on that trip, Coop, is that because there was a picture, there was a picture of Arturo holding a box. Mm -hmm. And it had 50 cigars in it. And I was like, and it was like, a, it was like 25 and 25 with like a divider. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like the new 858s or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, well, that's how cigars came back then. He's like, they came yep. in 50 count boxes. And then as they started getting more expensive, they went down to like 20, 25. He's like, and now a lot of them are in 10 count boxes. He's like, the boxes over time have gotten smaller as the cigars have gone up in price. It's like, oh, that's true. <laughs> they keep yep, getting yep, more yep. expensive and the boxes get smaller. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, so, so right here, this is Nicole with uh, their horses. They have, they have animals at the farm too. They have Arabian horses. They have... Um, peacocks they have flamingos they have rabbits they have ducks geese like yep. every animal uh, they have jose. dogs we, we were trying to get jose to see the geese there oh yeah <laughs> i was with, i was in jose yeah was so, he like uh, afraid or something what do you mean by you're trying to get him to go well, see the geese the, well i don't know if you know there's a famous video of jose getting attacked by geese in macedonia <laughs> i don't I think i saw that, that one. i mean i know he feeds the ducks but i don't know about the geese oh this is <laughs> i'll have to find it maybe on emma's feed um, where Jose literally, uh, the ducks start chasing after him, and he's running with his camera and stuff. It, it's hysterical. This might have been before you guys were getting into things um, when that's happened, when he first moved to Macedonia. Uh, I got to see that now. I know. Yeah. It's, it's Jose getting it's chased. Legendary. It's legendary. <laughs> it's a, oh, man. Leave it to Jose, right? Jose. <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was funny because when we were in the factory tour, there's the bale of the uh, Peloto Cubano, and Jose goes right into it and starts sniffing it. And, like, he, you know, and I always say he loves Peloto Cubano. And he, yeah. He was right in there with that bale. Um, so I just want to show super quick just two more things, and then we'll end, wrap up us talking about um, mm -hmm. our trip. But um, so this, so um, as I said earlier, we were able to experience their holiday party for the cigar rollers. So... Um, oh, this is cool. This is actually, I'm going to try to make it bigger. This one I had to take with my phone. Let me loop it. Um, but, yeah, see, right in the background. So they rented an arena for this. Um, and this, I just took a quick video with my phone. Sorry if I can make it bigger here, as big as it can get. Um, but that's where the bands wow. were playing. They had a dance floor. Um, wow. You know, obviously, people were sitting around in the arena. But, you know, up at the top, they had flags that were clearly, like, hand-painted. So Fuente is Fuente. So almost Fuente. Um you know, and, you know, all of the cigar rollers were just, you know, really having a blast, enjoying themselves and, um, you know, listening to their favorite bands. And it was just that was, Beautiful. I would say, yeah. next to the school, my second favorite part of the trip, just to see these, you know, these people. People were so happy. Enjoying themselves. Yeah. Okay. That's what the was cool. The ashtrays there. I know. <laughs> Not like cheap little metal pin things. It is the Fuente ceramic ashtrays there. Um, and I do have one more and this is just a picture. Cause again, I didn't want to take too many there, but, um, where is it? Boom. Should come up right now. Um, I got a couple of pictures of the cigar rollers who received plaques and awards. So for those of you listening, these are some of the people making your favorite Fuente cigars being awarded and 
they and this is just one um, group that was awarded. I believe these are the people who have been with Fuente for 30 years plus. Yeah, at, 30 at or this more one. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had different color plaques for like different things. but Some of them were other kinds of like recognition, but most yeah. of it was like that long tenure and yeah. they've been there for a long time. I think there was like good attendance too and like there yep. was a, a certain other people. people yeah, well. I think there was yeah. like some for like people who like never missed a day of work. Yeah. Um, yo, yeah. It was really cool. But I mean, you, yep. when you look at that, the video she had up before of all the people there, I mean, that's not every employee, but it's, it's you know, a lot of their employees. So, and, and, uh, no, that party was just for cigar rollers. They do things for, other, you know, for obviously other Fuente employees, but this specific event was factory just workers. for factory workers. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are the people. I mean, you, you know, when you, when you smoke those cigars, those are the people who make them. I mean, those are the people that matter. You know, yeah. the, the yeah. thing I took away from, like, the factory part is, like, those are the pe- those are the people that make it happen. You know, those people who come to work every day, they do their job, they roll the cigars, and you know, the, you know, they just those those are the people that, that they make it happen. They make it happen. Yeah. This is uh like the access that you had here. I I did not even know about these events until you guys told me about them. So this is something I've never seen before. I don't know if anyone's seen stuff with this before. No, but they do it every year, and it's funny because they do now, it every year. Now yeah. that I, I know, know about this, I know that I like searched. You know the hashtag like like Fuente Feliz Navidad, uh-huh. and actually some of the cigar rollers posted pictures there on their Instagram, but they don't tag Fuente or anything. But you can actually see from their perspective them oh, wow. okay. taking so they, photos yeah. at the event. Uh, yeah. And I think most of them are quiet on social media, uh, you know, about working in the factory. Yeah. But there are you know some who do share things like that. So I was able to find then some secondhand photos through those hashtags of the rollers who did you know take pictures with them and the funny thing is so many of them came up to Ciro and Carlito and they they wanted photos with them (laughs) it's one of the only events I think um you know they probably don't go up to them on a regular basis at the factory and they're like oh hey like I want a picture with you but it was non-stop like photo ops for them all of the employees wanted like a selfie with Carlito or Ciro oh I bet yeah yeah they're just they're just a grateful people yeah that was my big takeaway. They're just, it's just, they're just, you know what it is? They're just happy they have the opportunity to work at a place like that where they can come in, be treated well, and they make probably a fair, fair living for, for you know where they live and uh, and be happy and they're safe. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to do anything that's risky and they got a normal place to work. And it was funny when we were leaving, and like they are all leaving in cars, and they said to us that like, they, they, this is new, like they never had this. Like years ago, like they they were walking to work. They had no shoes. He's like, now they sure. all have their they all have their own cars and they 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 drive to work every day. Yeah, the arena parking that, lot. It was like a normal concert traffic jam that you'd experience here. Like trying to leave a venue. That's how many wow. of them drove cars. Yeah, <laughs> like wow. and just were able to get there and right. Yeah, it's so. I mean, when you, you know, and this is the part like that comes up again. And and you know, we talk about this all the time. It's like the FDA stuff, right? The FDA, you know, it's not just about you know, having the cigars regulated and then, like, having, you know, them either taken away or the taxes go up and, and it hurts us, it hurts those people more because, you know, without this industry, a lot of those people don't really have a lot of other jobs they can do that treat them and, you know, get them to have a life like that. You know, I mean, it's, you know, the FDA comes down and, you know, and tries to destroy this industry. All those people are back out on the street with no shoes on. Yep, I, that's the reality, you know, and it yep. sucks for us. On, but you know, we, we'll we will still survive as a people. They won't. 
You know, nope. so that's 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 a that's another big thing to remember. Yep. Um You know, when we talk about those things, you know, that's that's a huge part of it too. Yeah. And Coop and I talk about you know PCA and FDA and and Cigar Rights of America all the time. And I know people probably get sick of it, but we we do it for a reason. It's it's really yeah. that important. So yeah. um, and it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Coop. Yep. No, you know, I was gonna say um, one thing that the Dominican has going for it is that the the president and the vice president are very close to the industry there. Um, the vice president was at Pro Cigar last year, and the president actually was supposed to be there that night, but there was the whole Ukraine thing he was dealing with. Like, there was some meetings that he was a part of, but he came out to Pro Cigar's 30th anniversary party in, um, like, September. So the, the one thing that Dominican has going is that the, the – at least the administration is very supportive of the cigar industry and they want to protect it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an important industry. And I would assume yeah. it's, you know, in that the Dominican's not the only country. I mean, there's Nicaragua, there's Honduras, there's, you know, some stuff in Costa Rica, there's, you know, yep. Mexico is, but you I know, think the Dominican, people talk the about. Dominican, yeah, Dominican's very close with it, yeah. So it's, uh, it really is. It's, it's special and it's important. Yep. Um, for for just their community, so um, that's really nice, you know, to hear too. So uh, I know that other countries <clears throat> are a little different, but you know, in the Dominican, it's uh, from what we saw, it was just uh, it was really refreshing. You know, that was, yeah, that yeah was I my, agree. That was my takeaway. So um, that that's kind of like the the gist of it there. And um, <clears throat> like I said, I know people were interested on you know what we were doing there, and that's what we did. And um, the biggest thing, though, that it, it's not about like just going to see stuff. Like it's what you t- it's what you take out of it. And for me, it was you know people and humanity, and you know especially with the school and the kids, and you know it just it makes me excited for next year's fundraiser because it's like wow, like I can't wait yeah. to do this again. And we got to see like you know where it goes and like how it changes people's lives. Like now I'm excited to do it again. Be like all right, like let's let's give them some more money so yep. you know they can they can keep getting their medical supplies. They can keep you know having meals. Some of those kids at the school, they get two meals every day at the school, and those are sometimes of, the only meals they get. Yeah, like they go home at night. They don't have dinner, like because their families they can't afford it yeah like so they eat at school that's it when they have lunch at school they're done for the day a lot of those kids they're not eating again until they get to back to school tomorrow so it's it really is it's a big deal um so before we segue into coop's trip because we've talked so much about ours but i want to hear about mexico city to be honest with you i know that yeah. i'm very intrigued <laughs> by this because it's it's not the standard locale for a cigar trip right so I'm very, no. very curious. But before we dive in, Mitchell asked a very important question, which is how are the cigars smoking so far? <laughs> smoking great. It's a good cigar. Yeah, smoking. Yeah, this is smoking great. Uh, this is like it's a Mexican Puro, so it's going to be very earthy. Uh, some level of spice. Uh, uh, a little bit sharp to spice, but not harsh. Um, but not a lot of strength on this cigar. It's probably mild to medium to medium in terms of nicotine level. Uh, but um, a very enjoyable cigar. This is uh, a Tierra Blanco, which is a 6x54. It's one of my favorites in the line. I can't remember. I think this is the first time I've actually smoked the Generoso. This is one I haven't I, smoked I, I have come around on the Ferri Ortegos. Yeah, this yeah, one, I would say it's more mild to medium. Um, mm-hmm. And it just gives me warm, toasty vibes. 
It's just not your normal Nicaraguan puro, is what I'll tell you. It's just not. It's It's smooth. Yeah. Um, It's elegant. You know, it's not uh, toothy. You know, the the flavor notes are just very mild. And I, for me, out of the two, out of the two, the Generoso is my favorite. I agree. The Generoso, uh, but the Elegancia is very good too. It is. It is. I was a little. I was a little. When I when they first came out, I they needed a little time. I thought, mm-hmm. and I thought they came around beautifully. Yeah, I I really um, I thought they did. I, in terms of everything that Mike's making right now, um, these two I think are my favorite. I mean, timeless. I mean, well, you get into the conversation of like t- Ferry Otego timeless and Nat Sherman timeless. Mm-hmm. I have I have noticed some differences, um, slightly, not like earth shattering but you know there's some slight differences and there's still certain cigars in those lines i, I still continue to enjoy like timeless supreme is, is probably one of my favorites um from that whole thing but in terms of the the limited ferrotegos i mean they're both really good the generos is my favorite but those i think are two of the best cigars overall um that he's got going i right prefer now. the nat sherman timeless which, <laughs> I'm a, I'm which a, one i'm a sterling guy yeah the gold one what's that one are you are you That's talking about like the 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 the, the Supremes? The, yes. The ones the that, yeah, yeah. The those Supremes are good. Better. Yeah, the Sterlings yeah. the Sterlings are good too. Oh, I think the Sterlings are yeah they're really good. They're uh, if you're like a Davidoff white label person, the Sterlings you're, it's a great it's a great counterpart cigar. Yeah, and those are made of Casada, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. I hated the fact that they put Sterling under Timeless. I told Mike that. I think Sterling should have been its own brand, but that's um you know Mike Mike's. Mike knows a lot more about this stuff than me, so yeah. Um, we'll let him yeah. make those decisions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he uh, he he knows what he's doing, obviously. So, and um, uh, how's your his? your cigar smoking? It's great. It, you know, great draw. Um, it was burning even almost all the way to this point. I'm just noticing now it's it's a little uneven, so I'm touching it up. But it's really it's been perfect the whole way through so far. Um, I haven't really had to touch it up until just now, but. And even that is very, very, very mild, um, like offset, and it's almost fine now. Uh, but yeah, no, it's great. A lot of flavor, a lot of transition. You know, it's not one-dimensional. It's not flat. It's a lot of flavor in the beginning, and then it changes completely halfway through, and it's like just starting to change again. And it's it's nice. A lot of lot of lot of flow there. All right, Coop, lay it on us. Tell us about okay. your trip. <laughs> okay. So, um... It's Coop's turn. Mexico. Yeah. Okay, so let me just give a little background on what this event is and why I went to it. Um, Casa 1910 is a cigar company that's based in Mexico City. Um, now, Mexico City is not a cigar-producing city. There's not factories there. They don't grow tobacco there. Where they grow tobacco is in the Veracruz region. So, um, if you if you're looking at the map of Mexico, Mexico City is in the south central part of the country, and the Veracruz is in the southeast part of the country. It's about eight hours away, so it's a long it's a long trip between the two. So that that is not what this trip was designed to be. Um, what what it is is that Casa 1910. This is the second year they've done this, and it's a party that they basically put on. It's a celebratory party where they invite retailers, uh, key partners, and media into this last year they did it for the launch of the company this year was kind of the launch uh 
they only had one line when they launched one one cigar when they launched last year. Now they have um, now they have up to eight. Now they're up to eight lines. Uh, but they produce their cigars in various places. Uh, what I'm smoking, the Revolutionary Series, which is the orange band, is is produced in Mexico at that Veracruz region. The green band is produced in Nicaragua. That's the Calvary edition. And then there's the Soldadera edition. Uh, this is produced in the Dominican Republic. It's going to be produced in the Dominican Republic. But the company headquarters are in Mexico City. Um, so it was a... Why, why did I go? Okay. Um, Mexico... You got to understand, like, we have... Mexican tobacco has been around a long time. We all smoke Mexican tobacco. Um, but Mexico's been a... Um, it's a bit of an unknown... Uh, for a lot of us when it comes to going inside the country and understanding the cigar culture in various different forms. So it's been kind of closed off. Most of the Mexican tobacco is controlled by the Turrence family. Uh, they're growers, and they, they uh, produce cigars, uh, and they have their own brand, Casa Turrence. Um, but they haven't really opened up that area for tourism or anything like that. Uh, so Casa 19, I think they were trying to they wanted to show their retailers uh, their home base. So it's kind of similar to what McAuliffe does with the um, open house. Yep. Similar okay. to what Espinosa does with... Um, Lozona-Palooza. Lozona-Palooza, right? Yep. Um, but the difference is they do it in Mexico City and, and throughout the country. Now, I had never been to Mexico City before. I knew about Mexico City. I knew it was a big city. Um, going into Mexico City, I could tell you, um, like a, there's, I, there's probably outside New York and L.A. and Chicago, as far as sprawling metropolises go, the only other place I've been that's a sprawling metropolis, and Nicole, you'd probably agree with this, is London. London's huge. Yep. Right. So, but going into Mexico City was like a whole other animal. Um, in that, this this city is enormous, okay? It is enormous to the point where the difference with all those other cities that I've talked about is it's much more densely populated. So the population density is very, very high down there. Um, so, you know, I, I heard stuff about going to Mexico City. It's dangerous and stuff. Every city's got every city you got to be careful in. Some cities more than others. I would say Mexico City is um, an area where, um, for the most part, um, it probably has its areas that are, um, a, uh, you know, not as good. But we were in one of the better areas, which is uh, there was a couple areas we were we were in. Um, like the Reformer District, which is a lot of where the historical revolution stuff takes place. Because, again, Casa 1910 is a brand that was built on the history of the Mexican Revolution. And um, so the one thing, I'll just say this, right? And I'll, I, I could talk about, I'll talk about the event, but the event is the event's pretty – there's not much I can say of the event that's going to be overly exciting. Not that it was a bad event, but what happens at a good event? You eat, smoke, and have a good time, right? And that's what sure. I did for three days. But it was going into Mexico City, and I see this big city, and, I mean, the traffic's unreal. I never saw traffic like I saw in Mexico City in my life. And I've been to some of the, I mean, Atlanta looked like a walk in the park compared to this place. I would never drive in this city. But you have this population of 18 million people. And here is the thing. It is not a friendly city. to. It has some strict smoking laws in there. Huh. So 
unfortunately, like the hotel we were at, um, and I'll get to this a bit, I couldn't smoke at the hotel. Um, most, but, most of the restaurants are smoke-free. But here's the but. There's, like in every city, I think there's exceptions. And Casa 1910 basically found the loopholes. And basically what they did is they rented out the establishments for, for all the events. Like there were different restaurants. One was at this uh, kind of like a bed and breakfast like hotel. Really? Um, yeah. So they basically rented the whole thing out and, and, and you were able to smoke. Like one of the restaurants we went to had a, literally a uh, retractable roof, right? So they opened up the retractable roof and we could smoke. Um, but so and there's, there's not like this huge amount of cigar stores that you're going to see. Um, like you expect in a city of 18 million people. It, it just and the, not all the cigar stores have lounges, right? So they're limited, right, in terms of what you you could do there. Which, I, but the places I smoked at were fantastic, and there are places you could smoke at. And like I said, Casa 1910 made it easier because they um they literally found venues that we could smoke there, and you were at no shortage of anything um to smoke at, at this thing. Um, so one little story I'll just tell is I'm at the, I got into Mexico, the event was from a Friday to Sunday, but I got in on Thursday and left on Monday because it was just, um, how could I put it? It, was, it would have been ridiculous to just go down for that short amount of time. And I think that's one thing that maybe, I think it's a little bit of a problem with the event. It's too, it's, it's a short event to make a trip that far. Not that it wasn't True. worth it. Right, yeah, yeah. I know what you so, mean. Yeah. So, I'm in the elevator, and I am getting ready to go up to the roof of the hotel I'm in to light a cigar. Now, you ever go into an, uh, an elevator, and um, you go into an elevator, and sometimes you get to the elevator, and you find out you're not going up, you're going down. You ever, so, like, you end up... Like, oh, going, yes. You to, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You yeah. down first, right? Yeah. So, I get in the elevator, um, and... Um, I'm in the elevator, and, and then this guy recognizes me, um, who I, I really uh, didn't know. Um, his name's Ivan Acampo. He is a uh, writer for Cigar Snob, and he knew right away who I was. And he's like, um, you know, he introduced me, we're in the elevator, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going up to the roof to smoke. And, uh, but unfortunately, I'm going down. He's like, well, I got bad news for you. You can't smoke on the roof. Right? I'm like, really? I'm like, this thing. He goes, yeah, I'm going out to this place called Cigar Point uh, in, um, in, in basically downtown Mexico City. Um, why don't you come with me? I'm like, well, I might as well, right? Because I was going to go smoke. Uh, Ivan, by the way, is an awesome guy to meet from Cigar Journal. He's uh, a really, really cool guy. He actually has a, he does the Cigar Snob. That's just Cigar Journal, Cigar Snob. Cigar Snob podcast um, he does. Right. Uh, cool guy. But we went to Cigar Point the first night. Um, again, not a huge humidor, okay? This is probably one of the better lounges in Mexico City, for sure. But not a huge humidor. But again, we're spoiled in the U.S. with some of the Dave Garofalo, uh, Jeff Borshowitz, Abe the Babna humidors, right? Oh, yeah. You just, you don't see these types of humidors in other countries, right? Yeah. So, and I've kind of already put level set with that. that that's, but it wasn't a, a bad humidor. I mean, they had Cubans there and stuff. Uh, which was really, really cool to uh, to go see, right? Um, so, like I guess I hung out with Ivan. It was really cool. Um, food, <laughs> I'll just say this. I don't want to see another taco 
for like a uh, month. No, I had Did you eat a lot of tacos? <laughs> I eat a lot of tacos, and here's the thing. like, So Ivan and I, we go grab some tacos that Thursday night because downstairs from Cigar Point, there's like this um, there's like this food court bar area with different pavilions, right? It's really, really active, and they had a t- taco stand there. So we got some tacos, right? And I'm like, but what happened is we had tacos every meal after that, right? I was like, we never got the tacos there. Um, so that's, um, you know, that was kind of like the opening night. And then they, uh, they had, we went to a restaurant Friday night for the welcome. And uh, they rented out the restaurant. And that night um, they launched the Soldadera series, uh, which is a series out of the, uh, the Dominican. Um, that's coming out. So we, we did that. Um, and then Saturday was kind of a combination of kind of go see. They took us around the Mexico City. Um, and then they uh, we had another event, like a, a social event, right? So <laughs> the interesting thing is um, they have this uh, place. And I'm just Chapu, Chapultepec Castle. Okay, it's this castle. That's located in the middle of a park in Mexico City that's about the size of, if not bigger than Central Park. And it's up on this hill, this castle, right? Um, so the way it was supposed to happen was the bus was supposed to drop us off at the top of the hill. And we were supposed to walk into the castle and we get this tour. Well, I don't know what happened, but they, there was some credentials they didn't have <laughs> right, to get the, the bus up there. So the bus had to go to the bottom of this hill. Hmm. And you get there, and you see the castle up there, and it's a super gentle slope, okay, to walk up to the castle. I mean, it's not like the steep climb, but it's a long walk, and it's and I'm telling you, like when you're 54 years old like I am, I felt it. But I wasn't the only one feeling it. It was just good to see some 35-year-old people hurting going up to that castle. Um, and like I said, the castle uh, was, was great. Um, it's you know you get to see a lot of stuff from uh, Emperor Maximilian, who was a emperor in the 19th century. There's a lot of artifacts in there. There's like they and I think it was cool because they had an area. He had a smoking room area you can visit. You can't smoke in there, but it's tourism. Old lighters that they had. It was kind of cool to see some of that stuff. Um, and then afterwards we went to this place. I want to say they called it a boutique hotel, but um, it was I think it's I think it's kind of a pavilion slash bread and breakfast kind of deal uh and they had they had a uh they had you know the whole experience mexican music they set up a mini cigar lounge in there for us to smoke and then there was a rooftop party afterwards where you got another great view of mexico city um and that was really like i said they gave out um a lot of um prizes and stuff like that to people now here's what's the interesting thing i thought from again cigar like i look at this from the cigar industry standpoint right and there was one interesting thing that I thought they did at this, uh, at the Casa 1910 event. All this 1910 experience. They actually were taking orders for sales there. Interesting. Now, now not a, it was not a heavy push, right? Not a heavy push, but they were there, and there was some significant incentives if you put your orders in down there. Like, you would save some money for sure. So, um,. Not not a bad not a bad thing um, to do, you know. Not 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 a bad thing to do. And like I said they didn't push the retailers. And, um, 
depending how much you bought, the more you saved. So there was some, there was some incentives to get you know to do the orders down there for sure. Um, the final day they had what they call. By the way, I left the uh, bed and breakfast at 10 p.m. I was beat, right? Um, but they people went till 4 a.m. Okay, that night. So uh, they called the Sunday day the the recovery brunch. Uh, we went to another restaurant. That was the one with the retractable roof. And um, that's where, um, again, it was just more cigars and more, you know, very relaxed atmosphere. I got to talk. I mean, I met a lot of people who I knew online. I met people that, um, for the first time, it was really, really, really cool. Uh, like I said, it, it, was, it was a great experience. I loved going. Afterwards, um, this was the interesting thing, is uh, I met this guy, Jacob. He's a retailer out of Texas. And he said, hey, uh, what are you doing? I said, when are you going back? I said, I'm not going back till tomorrow. He's like, I'm not going back either. He goes, he goes you want to go smoke? Uh, I said, yeah, like a cigar point. He goes, no, no. He goes, let's go to the Ritz-Carlton, right? And I'm like, the Ritz-Carlton? He goes, yeah, they got this rooftop lounge. It's incredible, right? So we go up to the rooftop lounge. And literally, they have a partitioned area uh, by the window where you get, like, the most incredible views of Mexico City you're going to get. And... Um, we smoked there till like we smoked there till late. It was it was it was great. Uh, then we walked around the city a little afterwards um, that night, which again, it's just, this was a much safe area to, to do that. He was familiar with Mexico City. Um, people were asking me about the language. I think there was a question about language, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Ivan knew Spanish very well. Jacob knew Spanish uh, good. Um, the hotel spoke English, so I was fine, not knowing much Spanish. Even though I had three years of Spanish in high school, right? I, I was fine. It wasn't difficult. But I had when I was going around to the, to Cigar Point and then to um, the Rich Carlton, um, that was um, that was great. Um, I'll say a last thing is everything's cheap in Mexico City. Uh, taxi, Ubers are cheap. The food is not expensive there. The hotels are not expensive there. I probably would stay at the Ritz Carlton next time. Probably could afford it. Um, it, it actually is much, much more reasonable. There's definitely not inflation down there. Um, but the other interesting thing was in the hotel, I couldn't smoke. And Oh, you I told me this story. The, this yeah, is funny. So I, told, I looked to see what the smoking fine was. At, at $45, right? So I, I just uh, I went down to the desk, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's just like, so I can't smoke in my room, right? And they said, no. I said, what happens if I smoke in my room? And they go, you get a $45 fine. I said, is that per night? And uh, they said, no, that's where you stay. So I'm like, well, screw that. I went back up in my room and smoked. <laughs> I was like, for 45 bucks, that was like a bargain, right? <laughs> to do that. So, um, if anybody wanted to know how much of a rebel that. coop is, you have your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have paid more. I, have, I mean, Carney would love that, right? Carney oh, yeah. Would yeah, he would have done that. For 40 he bucks for the whole stay? Yeah, Carney would the whole time. Carney would be fishbowl in that room. If it was his team, he probably would have rented out you know, every, all the team rooms and said, yeah, just expense it, right? So um, I haven't looked at my final credit card receipt yet, but uh, um, I'll see about that. Um, Aaron was asking if I'm a Corona or Dos Equis guy. Uh, the answer is I smoked, uh, I mean, I drank a beer called Victoria down there. And you can get that in the States. It actually is pretty good. So, uh, but I didn't do a lot of, I mean, I shouldn't say, there was a lot of alcohol at this event. Right. Oh, tequila, um, I assume. Tequila. They had uh, these hard seltzers. Um, there was more alcoholic drinks than non-alcoholic drinks, is what I'll just say. 
Uh, that sounds about <laughs> the same as the Dominican. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I've been to the Dominican. This was much, much more limited. Uh, where there was one point where I asked for water, right? And they went in the back, and they they went in the back at the um, at the boutique hotel, and they they give me this thing. I'm like, this is probably from the tap. This isn't a good idea to drink this. So yeah, I, no, I I, I, I didn't uh, for sure. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a culturally it's a really cool city to go see. There are places you could smoke there. Um, you know, I definitely get like if you're gonna go down to Mexico City, it's cheap to go down there, and certainly a culturally a great place to go. <coughs> Aside, but you can smoke. You can smoke. Is what I'm just telling you. Uh, I won't say the name of the hotel on the air, but if someone's going down there, I'll tell them what the 45 hotel fine is. Uh, but I, I advise going to that Ritz Carlton area. Uh, the other thing I'll just say is, you know, you're familiar with the Champs Elysees in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a street in Mexico that was because the French were in Mexico City at one point, and they built something basically the equivalent of the Champs Elysees. They call it the Paseo de la Roma, Reforma. Um, it's got all the high-end commercial stores, and it's really, it's got the mall setting with the trees. It's beautiful. You know, I walked down there when we were coming back from the Ritz Carlton, and, you know, I was down there November 20th, and there was not one Christmas decoration out yet, which huh. was like, wow, this is great. Like, so I, I, I just asked, I said, when do you put the Christmas decorations out? They go, like, December 1st. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know. So it was the opposite there. for us in the Dominican. They already yeah. had all their Christmas stuff up. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Trees they didn't have it everywhere. Yeah, but they didn't do they didn't they didn't have it in Mexico yet. I can tell you that. Um, and part of the reason for that is the last day I was in Mexico was uh, Revolution Day, which is the equivalent of their Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like to get through Revolution Day first before, and that's why they had the event this weekend before Thanksgiving because they wanted to coincide it with Revolution Day. Um, and the nice thing is, like I said, uh, it's after that they get through that, and then they focus on on Christmas after that. I was also down there when the uh, NFL game was taking place and the World Cup was starting, which was very interesting. So, you know, everyone was really pumped for the World Cup. Mexico had, hadn't played yet. And then we, the four, like the San Francisco 49er fans took over the city, both local and a lot of people flew in from the U.S. for it. They were, like, took, like, I didn't see one Arizona Cardinals jersey. I must have saw 100 San Francisco 49ers jerseys. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'd go back. I would definitely go back. Um, I think they can grow this event. I think eventually they may open this up to consumers. I think that sounds like what's the plan. If it continues to grow, yeah. If it continues to grow, it's not a cheap event um, for them to put on. They pay a lot for that. But I think, you know, they, they'd have to grow up. But I think it's a great way for the retailers to really also – you get good access to the people who run the company. Um, so you, you, you definitely have access to the, to the company, which is great. And maybe someday they would expand it to the tobacco fields out in Veracruz. But, uh, you know, there wouldn't have been enough time. It, they'd have to make that a week-long thing if they did that because it's eight hours from Mexico City right. to that. So, um, But I would, I would definitely recommend it. I would go back again for sure to it. Um, it's, like I said, it's kind of like a Lozano Palooza. Um, I haven't been to the McAuliffe thing. I'm, go I'm probably going to McAuliffe in 2023. I put this into the uh, coop budget to do that. But uh, but definitely Lizona Palooza. It's probably the closest thing I've seen to that. It's just it's a week long a weekend long party. Um, so there's good social interaction with that. And then just like, just seeing where this company is and where they're based out of, and it's kind of a cool thing to see. You know, it's funny. I wanted to ask you this because you've been to a lot more events than we have. 
in uh-huh. your tenure. I mean, you've been around for a good amount of time. Talking to you about this, it sounds like this was a good event, as you just said. And like most cigar events, it's a weekend of partying. And sometimes it's a business event, maybe, but sometimes it's not. But everyone always finds an excuse to have a good time. Have there been any, like, you know, good-sized events where you've had to travel to where it was a disaster? Yeah, there, there was one I went to. He doesn't want to say. You don't have to name you don't names, have to name but, like, names. loosely tell us what. <laughs> it, was in New, it was in New Jersey, uh, and it was a festival up there, but the problem was it was the first year they did it. That's why I don't want to – Yeah. You know, the first year you do it, there's room to grow, so – that one I would say is um, been a you know wasn't a, a great one per se, mm-hmm. um, but you know the ones I've gone to primarily have been um, Abe's Abe's event, Great Smoke. I've been to that one, um, and you're not gonna be disappointed there. I've been to JR Cigar Smoking in the Carolinas. That's that's a great event um, as well. Uh, we used to have a, there used to be a big event in Atlanta called uh, Cigar World. We do this big event. They, they don't do it anymore. That was a, a really, really cool event to do. Um, so, no, I mean, like I said, that, that New Jersey one might might be the only. Uh, there was the Jacksonville Cigar Festival, which was okay. Uh, it was very, you know, it wasn't quite. They didn't have a lot of the personalities at at New Jersey and the Jacksonville events. Mm. And I think if you're going to have these festivals, you you, you want to have some of the personalities. I've never been to uh, CI's Cigar Fest. It's too big an event to go to. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't been to Rocky Mountain, and Rocky Mountain's timing is just bad for me because it's coming out of the trade show. And then it's getting into the end of the third quarter for me on my day job. So they tend to have that at the end of August, and it's a really tough thing for me to go to. Me too. Um, on that. But I want. it's not that I don't want to go to it. I do because I've heard so many, so many good things about it. Texas has some good events too. Um, I, I, you know, I was talking to people on the McAuliffe event. I said I, I, I want to commit to go next year because they've been a, uh, I've had a good relationship with that company. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was. it's time for me to go to that. So. Most of them are pretty good, though. But I think when the events are like mature, they're better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 that makes sense. I mean, and I would agree with that. And we're due for the McAuliffe ones. So maybe we'll do a powwow coop. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. I mean, um, I saw Bear Allen was out there, and it's like, yep. you know, I, yeah, I think I'm missing something out on that. Now it was a little tough for me. I thought I was going to had an event in Florida for my day job, which is why I didn't commit to it. And then uh, it got canceled because there was hurricane fears. At the time, uh, and they couldn't get the uh, they couldn't get the amount of people for the event, and then the hurricane happened later anyway. So, um, but no, this year I've cleared it, made sure I could I could go to it. It um it coincided, I know for us with um, Kurt Kendall's anniversary party, and we had already committed to tickets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's and an usually issue, it, it usually conflicts with one of the barn smokers too. Um. Or it's around the time they do one of the... Bar- Actually, you're that right. Was, that it, was last year. Yeah, so this year, you were at the Barn Smoker. Yeah, this year it coincided with Barn Smoker. Last year, it didn't, but um, it w- did coincide with the anniversary event. And, you know, those tickets are they're pretty pricey, so... Yeah, yeah. The um, No, definitely, um, that I, I agree. It's, it's, it's hard to get to all the events. There's a like, lot. I, c- <laughs> I can't get to... Like, two guys is a tough event for me to get to. 
because you have to commit to the tickets months in advance. Yes. And I'm not one to kind of, look, if I can't get the tickets easy, I just don't. So, but I, I really do want to go to the two guys anniversary party because that's a, everyone tells me it's a very unique event. Oh, it is. That's definitely one to see if yeah. you get the chance. I haven't yeah. been, but I know you've been. I've been. A few years. No, so. it's good. He, get, it's, he, he gives he gives away something crazy every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I used to go to Big Smoke in New York when they had it there, but I never actually. I I only went to the actual Big Smoke once. But it used to be when they had it in New York, it used to be around this time of the year. And everyone would do events there that week. So it was more, when I moved to Charlotte, I went to the Big Smoke, but I thought the event week in, you know, leading up to it was actually better um, than, than the actual event. Mm. And then they moved Big Smoke uh, New York to uh, Miami. Las Vegas. Oh, no, Miami, well, yeah. Las Vegas has always been there. They, they yeah. wanted to add an East Coast one. They tried, They did it at Foxwood one year. I don't think it worked out well, um, but so they ended up moving it to Miami. And now and it's out of the, the question because of the smoking. Uh, the casinos in yeah. Foxwoods and Mohegan, they used to be smoke-friendly. They are n- yeah. no longer. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So after, the, after the pandemic, the pandemic, they changed. Yep. Yeah. You know, I was, um, you know, I was, I was talking to some. I haven't mentioned this to Abe yet, and he'll probably hate the idea. But, you know, I think there's one thing that would be really cool if they added to the Big Smoke Week, um, Great Smoke Weekend. I think they should do a black tie thing and yes. do something with charity with it. I think that would, because I think that's the one piece that's missing in this country is this big black tie event where consumers can go to. Kind of like what you could do at Pro Cigar, kind of oh, what you could yeah. do at, it, it probably would be Abe's worst nightmare to do it, right? Of <laughs> like, course. I don't think he'd want to do it, right? But this is, that's probably going to be more, very complicated to do. And you'd have to sell tickets, and they probably wouldn't be cheap. But, but I do think that would be like the the icing on the cake for the Great Smoke if he did that, because it would add yeah. a gala. Like we don't have a gala event in the U.S. Really, that's the one thing that we're missing. Yeah, you go to the you go to Pro Cigar, you got the white party at the um, at the um, at the monument in Santiago. Yeah. Um, you the know, auction. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. There really isn't a really. Yeah. Nice black tie event. And um, we didn't get to, obviously, we didn't go to Pro Cigar, but we actually ate dinner right across from the Monuments. We got to stare at it for like two hours. At yeah. a steakhouse? Restaurant. The steakhouse place? No, um, no it's like um, a casual like pizza restaurant. And actually, there was a baseball, a couple of baseball players there that night, I think. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I think it was more It was more of a Cuban-style restaurant. Well, they did a little yeah. bit of, they had like pizza. I yeah. think I got fajitas. It was more, ca- it was definitely more casual. It was casual, so. yeah. But yeah, right yeah. across. Yeah, there's a lot of restaurants that surround the monument, actually, uh, in that area, too. Um, and then, of course, probably the place you didn't go to was Saga. Um, no, we didn't you, go there. Yeah. We went to Camp David, though. Camp David, there's a restaurant up on the hill. That's, yeah. Yes. That's, yeah, that's, that's real. Camp we David ran into Hochi Blanco there, too. Oh, wow. He w- yeah, he was attending a wedding on site and w- had quite a few drinks, but he was having he a good time. Par- he likes the party. Yeah. Dude, he was but living he his best life, you yep. know? He was living his best no. life. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but you did, I got to say, you did go to uh, Carlito's favorite place. I know that. Il Pasticcio. Il Pasticcio, Il Pasticcio yeah. made a new friend. Yes. Yes, you did. By the <laughs> way, that's the greatest Italian restaurant in, in the planet, um, and I've been to Italy. So, um, dude, that food the, was the like chef, fantastic. The chef is amazing. Yeah, yep. 
like, I don't know what Carlito's, I ate. Carlito's got his table. And Carlito's got his table. Yeah, he does. In the back, he, they got their own room so they can smoke. Um, yep. But yeah, no, yep. that was that was cool. Uh, we we got to uh, we got to meet Stephen Bauer. Yes. Oh, I like him. Absolutely. Which was uh, which was very interesting. Um, it, I I knew who he was right away when they said Stephen Bauer's here. I was like. I have a no picture. way. Okay. And Nicole's, you to, you, and yeah, you Nicole's like, who? And I'm like, Come Yeah, on. I don't know who it is, but here he is. <laughs> <laughs> he played guitar for us, actually. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's quite good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that was our, a good time. Like, yeah. 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 Did you have the Italian burrito or something, man, Carlito? There's something called an we Italian burrito. That. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, they were doing. Um, they pretty much brought out like a sampling of like all their like best dishes so like yeah it's small yeah. it's small plate and yeah like yeah and it's uh and it will fill believe me, you'll be filled up um, oh yeah is she in lo- so the, she doesn't yeah. eat a lot of food as you know you've eaten with us she doesn't eat a lot so <laughs> they looked at her and they're like do you not like the food like she's and like, i don't oh, want to no, waste full. it so i like, pushed it over to him and, and they're <laughs> like what do you mean you're full and then she's like like i, I don't eat a lot because like you know and oh Oh, and I'm like, yeah. So like, she would like get something, and she would try it to try it, and then like she would shift it to me, and then I would put it away. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't go to waste. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we were there like nine hours with Carlito because what happened is people were coming in for pro cigar, and, and he was telling some other he was inviting some other people along. So we ended up getting there at like about like three o'clock, and we we ended up leaving like about eleven eleven thirty. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we were there Damn. a long time. How much food did you uh, eat? A lot, but by <laughs> by eight o'clock we had stopped, <laughs> and it was more smoking and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, and I had to go register for Pro Cigar, right? Because um, I had a COVID test I had to do to show them, and that COVID test expired at midnight. So I'm like, I, I go, to, I go, call you, I I gotta go, and he's like, no, 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 he goes, zero, I care this. <laughs> so. He goes, give wow. me your vaccination card, and he, and he ran and he called someone to come over, take my vaccination card, and like, go register me. He took a picture of it actually. Is what they did. They didn't take the card. So and he got me registered, and I, I ended up hanging out with Carlito, and then Fred Ruiz called me up to go to Saga. I'm like, oh, Fred, I, I, I I'm with Carlito. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even gonna be able to eat at Saga at that point. I'm like, I'm so full, you know. Well, there was actually another part of our trip that we we didn't talk about. Um, we almost didn't make it back. <laughs> oh, I yeah. About that. I get the message from you, like, overnight, oh, I guess. God. Like, yeah. So, so yeah. The whole trip was great, and it was, like, the last 24 hours that was terrible. <laughs> I was exhausted. The travel day home, I was I was beyond exhausted and miserable uh, because I was just – I didn't get any sleep. So I was just – real. I was just more – it was more just – I was sleep-deprived. Yep. But so we get – to our hotel in Santiago um, on uh, Tuesday night and it's like 11.30 and we realize we don't have our passports and uh, so what we didn't we didn't mention before is we also went to Puerto Plata for a couple of days just to kind of have like some downtime and and to relax and just kind of do our own thing together and uh, so we we were over there, and then we came back. So when we when we met Stephen Bauer, we that we met him in Santiago. We came back from Puerto Plata, had dinner with him and stuff like that. And then you know we were traveling the next day. So we got to the hotel at like 11:30, and I'm like, we don't have our passports. And I'm like, 
We at this point we didn't know where they were. We didn't know what happened. We're like, we gotta be on a flight in six hours. Like, we're in trouble. And so, um, I had the phone number for uh, the guy at the resort um, in Puerto Plata, and I, I I call him on the phone. And I go, hey, I was like, so we don't have our passports. We think maybe we might have left them behind. He's like, all right, let me go. I'll go check your room or whatever, and I'll see. And I was like, and then, so I'm waiting. He's like, I'll call you back. So I'm like, I'm just sitting there waiting to hear back, and I'm just like, if he comes back and says I can't find him, I like. <laughs> I'm That's what you call Carlito. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to flip out. I'm like, this is not good. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I'm waiting, waiting. And then he texts me. He goes, is it possible you left him in a nightstand? And I'm like, anything's possible. Sure. And he's like, yeah, that's where they were. I have them. And I was like, well, at least they weren't stolen. At least they're not lost. Like, we know where they are. And then, but so then he calls me and he's like, I got your passports. He's like, you're in Santiago? I go, yeah. He's like. Well, the only problem with that is, is he's like, it's it's 12 o'clock, and this is the Dominican, and I don't, and, you know, it's an hour and 10 minutes away. So he's like, I, I don't know how I'm gonna get him, and I'm like, we're gonna probably have to reschedule our flight so we can get him. And so he's like, let me, he's like, let me call you back. I might have a plan. I'm like, we'll pay whatever it is. Just like tell he calls us. me right. back. He goes, listen. He's like, I got someone who will drive them from Puerto Plata to your hotel right now he's like he won't be there for like an hour and a half but like and you need cash to pay him he's like <laughs> he's like uh but like you'll get your passports i'm like whatever it is just you know and it wasn't much to be honest with you but i was like whatever the severity it is of the situation and i was much. and i was like just do it so then nicole's like well i'm gonna go to bed and i'm like that's nice so i'm like sitting there trying to kill time in the room and i'm just like on my phone and i'm like okay and i'm waiting and then finally i'm like i'm just gonna go down to the lobby and wait and i'm like falling asleep and i'm like it's one o'clock i'm like fuck this is not good and i already knew I'm like the travel is gonna suck because i'm gonna be so exhausted right. so i go downstairs i didn't even put my shoes on i went down to the lobby in my socks and my <laughs> gym shorts that i sleep in and a t-shirt and i sat in the lobby and the guy he's like hey, do you need help i go i'm waiting for someone to bring me my passport and he's like oh okay no problem. And I'm just sitting on the couch in the lobby. I'm on my phone. It's like a little after one. And I'm like falling asleep. And I'm like, <sighs> finally, like, they, the, the, um, like the front people or whatever, like the um, valet and the reception, like they go outside, whatever. And they're like calling over to me in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, me, yeah, see, okay. I go out there. This guy like walks up. He's got this envelope. He's like, ah, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, you know, hablo en español, yo soy Mateo Tobacco, uh, passport, si, si. Uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, and he gives me the thing, and I'm like, I look at my phone, it's like 135, and I'm like, well, at least I have my passports now, and I go up to the room, and I'm trying to sleep, and I can't sleep, and then before I know it, my alarm goes off, and it's like 10 of 5, Nicole's like, we gotta go, and I'm like, yeah, I know. And we go to the airport. We're going through security, this and that. Get on the plane. I'm like, all right, I'm on the plane now. We got like, what, two hours till we get to Miami. So I'm like, I'm just going to get all snuggled in, fall asleep. I kind of fall asleep. I wake up. The flight was supposed to leave at like 7.15, I think, so, like, just after 7 o'clock. Yeah, that's what flight. To, there's one flight to Miami, right? Yeah. yeah. And I so I wake up, and it's like after 8 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, mm. I don't feel like we're in the air. And then I look over and she's like, we haven't left yet. I'm like, 
we haven't left yet. What's going on? There's something wrong with the plane. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, this day is just getting worse. And then they're like, um, we're going to uh, deboard the plane. There's a mechanical issue. Um, you guys are gonna have to visit the desk and this and that. And I'm like, oh god. We get our shit. We get off the plane. We go to the desk, and then they're like, "We can get you on a flight to Miami in a couple hours." I'm like, "Well, that's not that bad." So, oh, they had another flight. You well, they did. No, so there was a mechanical issue with the plane, yeah. and then they were saying they just needed to like refill out the paperwork. You know, it had already oh, been yeah, fixed. They already it was. had. Yeah, it was the what, same yeah. plane. It was, and it was the same plane. But um, I was checking FlightAware as like we're just sitting in the plane, and like FlightAware is like, "Oh, you're now departing at like 10 a.m." And I go, well, that's not the half hour they just said. And they came over the loudspeaker and they're like, um, you know, you're, I know you're getting notifications for 10 a.m., but I, you know, we assure you it's just paperwork. We're still going to leave at for 8 o'clock. Um, and of course, then we had to deboard and it was 10 a.m., but we had a connecting flight in Miami. So then we um, missed the connecting flight. So we missed the connecting flight <laughs> due to our departure. So we, luckily from Miami to Boston, we were able to be pushed back to another flight. They have many of those flights. Um, but the story doesn't end there. <laughs> it does not. End there. But, but at, least could, at least you could smoke at Miami airport. So, well, we didn't. So we get to Miami. Yeah. Uh huh. And you know, as you know, we got to go through customs at MIA. And that's always fun. So yeah. they have forty desks at customs, and of course, you two know, two were open. Two were open, <laughs> and all the lines were full of people, of immigrants. Are, uh, the U.S. citizens and then like the Im- like the immigration are the non. Well, you're also citizen. traveling the worst day. Keep in mind too. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. It was you know. So we had to get through that. Yeah. We finally get through that. Recheck the bags. Go through security again. And then I'm like, all right, we're done. I'm like, I just want to eat. I just want to eat. I'm like, let's go to Wendy's or something. I just want like some American food. <laughs> like the Dominican food was great, but we like goat. I um, need I need like plantains. regular American food again. So we're, we're standing there, we're getting in front, and then I get a text message from Carney. And he goes, what time, what time, are you, uh, what time does your flight leave Miami? Like, are you, at, are you at MIA? And I was like, yeah. And then it, and then it dawns on me, and I go, John's in Miami because he did an event with Lito and Tony yesterday. And I'm like, are you coming to the airport? And he's like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, oh, yes. I'm like, this day is going to be nice after all. I get to see John for, like, however long. And I'm like, well, I'm like, if you hurry up, like, I'll give you some cigars. Like, we can hang out. I can see you. And he's like, I'm on my way. Like, and I'm like, I wish I thought of it. I'm like, I would have told him, like, come to the airport earlier. But, like, you know, with our travel and all that, I was like, it wasn't even on my mind. So, like, we're standing there at the gate. And I'm like, where are you? He calls me on the phone. He's like, I'm pulling in a rental car right now. And I'm like, we, like, they're boarding now. I'm like, <laughs> I got, like, 10 minutes before, like, I actually, I absolutely have to and be on the plane. And his gate was only, like... I, we were at gate 48. He was at gate, like, 42. Like he <laughs> yeah. was, like, and I'm, like, oh, my God. And so I'm standing there, and he calls me. He's, like, I just, he's, like, I dropped the rental car. He's, like, I, I'm not going to make it. I got to get on the tram. I got to go all the way over to the security. I'm, like, oh, what could have been? So I get on the plane. I get nestled in. It's been, like, less than 10 minutes, and they close the doors. We're, like, one of the last people on the plane, and he sends me a photo. He's, like, I'm at your gate. I'm, like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I missed him by this much. But we're gonna see him in a few weeks anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. just so you know, Terminal D, you call at Terminal D. Yes. Yeah. Gate 36, TGI Fridays, smoking lounge, and you can get American mm-hmm. food there. 
We didn't. Honestly, we by the time we got through security, so it was about a three-hour layover. Yeah. By the time we did all of that, we, we, 40 minutes. we literally had 40 minutes. Yeah. So no, it's <laughs> it, it, it was not it, a lot of time. Usually when I, when I fly to the DR, I stay in Miami for the weekend mm. before and after. Yeah. So I get to the airport early, and I go right over to TGI Fridays and, and smoke. And you always meet someone from the cigar industry there because so many people go through there. So I met Mickey Pegg there the last time I was in Miami airport, and I was uh, smoking with Mickey Pegg. So uh, – I've met uh, other people. Uh, I think I met Terrence there once. I feel like uh, Rafael Nadal's there like every four days because he's always posting pictures there. Like Rafael, the <laughs> he's the king. He is the king of the airport selfie. And he take there's this place. He always takes the selfie at right. I, it's always the same place. And then Terrence literally took a, a his selfie. Like I've seen so many selfies now. I can tell. It's I go oh, Terrence. Look at Rafael's picture. He's like, oh my god, it's the same. I said, yeah, it's the same place you guys are in. It's right by the. It's almost like right by the uh, the Nathan's hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like right exactly. there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, my Miami Airport. Yeah. But that's. Uh, but at least you got home. We made um, it. You made it home. Uh, I was tired, but I made it. Like you remember what happened to me when I came back from Boston? It was the Providence Airport. I got home a day later. So. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. So, yeah, <laughs> I have one more trip this year, and I'm just crossing my fingers the uh, you know, f- flight makes it in and out. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah. Uh, are you public about that trip? or? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the thing is, I'm going to be seeing Matt and Garrett, but I'm also going to be seeing a member of the Coop team I've never met. And I've known him eight years, Dave Burke of, mm. of the Jukebox Show. He's coming in to the area because his family's from – he lives in Australia. So he is coming in because uh, his family's there. So I I don't know how much time I'm going to get with Dave. I said, look, even if we get an afternoon, I said, whatever. But I'm going to stay a few days up there. I'm just a little fearful of the ice up there. So, you know, it, but apparently you're, they have you're, plenty you're, of the ice. You're, fe- you're fearful of the ice? What, for the, for the travel home? But, but a, yeah, yeah, just the icing. And stuff. But, but, I, but they were telling me there's much more de-ices. Like uh, some airports only have like one de-icer. They have, they have plenty of them up there. So um, I'd hope so. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing How About That Cigar that Monday night. Um, and uh, I think we're going to – Matt and Garrett will take me uh, – I know there's a cigar shop. They told me I got my hotel right near there. So, yeah, that's where I will be next weekend. I leave on Friday. And that's my last trip of 2022. Well, that's really cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah I haven't met Dave. I think it's a you know unique situation, so – we were um, we were talking about we we're done traveling this year, but obviously we have next year. Um, and we didn't talk about it, but um, the Cigar Heritage Festivals this week. Oh, that's right, that's going on right we now. Missed, we missed that event. But. Yeah, you know, I was the I, If this didn't happen, I was thinking of going, um, and I probably would have went. But it was the it uh it, it actually is not a good weekend for a lot of reasons. Personally, not to go, but I probably would have tried to go. Um, but what happened was it was this. Dave, I knew Dave had this trip planned for like months and months in advance before I even knew the dates of the festival. So, um, and uh, the festival seems like more people come into Tampa for the weekend and hang out. Um, is what I, I mean. I know I know several people who go who've gone down there this year. Um, so it's a crowded festival. I mean, it's one of the biggest attended events here. Um, but how many days is uh, it? It's one day. It's tomorrow, but people come in for the whole weekend. They make a and whole they, weekend. Yeah, and they do other events, like some local shops, I think, host things. And I know um, yeah. the J.C. Newman, they do, like, a discount, I think, that's on the factory true. tour. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
there's other yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, J.C. Newman is a big part. Obviously, they're a big part of that community yeah. there. But Tampa is a pretty cool place to go to. Uh, it's not an expensive city in Florida to stay. It's one of the more inexpensive cities. Uh, and there's plenty of cigar shops in the area to go to. I mean, most people go to Corona. Um, and usually I always get the hotel near Corona because the parking situation stinks at Corona. Yeah. <laughs> so I've learned to walk. <laughs> Uh, get some exercise and walk with that. Uh, yeah, you you've been to have you been to you've been there, right? King Corona? No, the uh, ta- uh, Tampa. what was the Davidoff? Oh, Corona. Oh, yes. Jeff's Corona. Yes, we've been there. Yeah, the Davidoff store in Tampa or the one in Orlando or both. We've, we've been to both. We stayed in yep. Tampa for one weekend. I believe we stayed at Hotel Haya. Um, and we because we did the J.C. Oh, Newman the whole factory, the best. yeah. Best. But we yeah, did we the did whole J.C. Newman like factory tour there. You know, we did that last time, and I believe we did stop by. We didn't stay very long, but we had one cigar in that lounge. Yeah, yeah. Hotel High has a smoking area, uh, an outdoor smoking area inside the hotel, which is really cool. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Uh, but that's a that's like you're in old old uh, ta- old Tampa, Ybor City. I mean, you're right in the heart of it there. Yeah. Uh, worth every cent to stay there. Um, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna be in Newport City, I recommend going to the uh, kind of the area by where um, Davidoff now the Corona store is. There's plenty of hotels, like really good hotels, you can get at a good price. Yeah, it's near Raymond like, James like, too. Yeah, Raymond James is near the uh, hockey arena as well. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Bear and I, we've been there. Uh, in fact, I did a spare note show from that area once. Um, I remember I did it from the, when the when I did it from the hotel back last August. I did the spare note show from my hotel room that night. Oh, I've also stayed because I stayed there with Carney once. We went. We stayed at the um, at the JW Marriott in Tampa. Yeah, which, I mean that's awesome. right in that whole. It's in that same. We area. were we yeah. were like our hotel room that we had. Like it looked right at Amali Arena. We were like right there. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. uh, uh. Yep. Yep. That's. I said it's a, it's a great. It's an easy. Uh, it's easy access to the highways. You got Wawa's there. <laughs> so. Uh, that was so funny. I remember that I was so hungry, and John's like. Really? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I want to eat something. And we had just come from Grand Cathedral. We were there for like seven hours. I'm like, I'm hungry. I need to eat something. He's like, well, okay. He's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, let's do Uber Eats. And so we were like, we're, we're both on Uber Eats. Just like me and you do. We're like trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> and he's doing, he's like, I don't know, dude. He goes, I'm thinking about getting a sandwich from Wawa. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, well, there's not many options. It's like one in the morning. And I'm like, all right. So we ordered sandwiches from Wawa, and after, like, 40 minutes, he's like, where is it? And so then the guy's, like, driving, and it says, oh, so-and-so is picking up your order. Cool. And then it says he's leaving. So he's like, all right, it's on his way to you. And we don't know what happened, but, like, you know how if you do Uber Eats, it'll tell you, like, oh, like now they're on their way, and you watch them make their way to you. This guy was leaving Tampa. But, like, on the Uber Eats thing, it's showing him. It was like, he's on his way, but he and he's like, dude. And obviously, Carney knows the area better because he lives down there. And he's like, dude, he's like going back to like Orlando. He's like, he's not even coming here. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's not. He's going the other direction. He's like leaving the city. He's like, I want my Wawa sandwich. <laughs> Wait, did John order it on his phone? Yeah. Do you think he like put in his Orlando address and the dude was driving from Wawa to Orlando? <laughs> I never even thought of that. <laughs> wow. Dude, did I never even thought. he his home thought, address on there? <laughs> he probably did because John lives in Winter, Winter Park, which is next to Orlando. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine yeah. he drove from Tampa to Orlando with Wawa <laughs> for an yeah. Uber Eats order? So then I ended up ordering pizza know. and it got there at like 2.30 <laughs> and he would just <laughs> – and I remember we, did, we didn't plan on staying in Tampa. 
it was we went out there for the night and we thought we were gonna drive back but then we were tired and he's like i'm just gonna get us a room i'm like you sure he's like yeah i'm not fucking driving i'm like all right so we didn't have any luggage with us so i'm like all right so i'm like well what do we do like i'm just gonna sleep in my jeans he's like they got bathrobes in the room we'll just sleep in our bathrobes i'm like well at that point i'm just gonna sleep in my underwear that people picture john carney (laughs) and matthew tobacco just casually in their jw marriott robes so so he's like (laughs) he's like he's like just get comfortable and put on the (laughs) robe and i'm like all right and then so that we're waiting for this before we did the uber eats thing he was like because um, John has status at Marriott Hotels and he gets to go to like the concierge lounges and all that. So he's like, hey, let's go find the concierge lounge. Maybe we can raid some snacks. And I'm like, all right. So we're just walking around the hotel, you know, just casually. No shoes on. Just go. We found the, found the lounge. You go up there. It's closed. He's like, I can't believe this. He goes, it's closed. We can't even get in there. And he was all upset because he's like, the one in Miami, we just walked right in. He's like, it was open the whole time. Like, so then we went back to the room, and then that's when Uber Eats came up. It was, it was, a, it was an adventure for sure. Um, but uh, it, it, there we were uh, in our room at two thirty in the morning in bathrobes, just eating pizza. And he was like, dude, this pizza's actually not bad <laughs> for late night pizza. <laughs> when, when you're hungry at two thirty in the morning, it, 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 it will suddenly taste good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a fun time. Yeah, so. I'm trying to get to Florida the weekend after New Year's is my plan, but I'm going to drive. So, um, well, it's an easier so drive we'll for you than us. Tam- I can actually make it to Tampa in a day. In uh, a day? Uh, yeah, I can make it to Tampa in a day. It's a long day, but uh, um, Orlando's very easy. I, I can leave Orlando at, like, noon and get home at, like, 8. Hmm. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, – but uh, I, I'm going to do Miami when I go, so – That'd be a good time. I love going down there. It's always a treat to go. Um, you know, we usually go down there at this point. You know, at least once a year. Um, so it's it's always something to look forward to. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's um, that's that's part of that's part of what we do. You know, we get to travel around. So. Yep. Uh, but yep. no, this was great. This was uh, this was the travel show. Yeah, a lot of fun learning about. I mean, it was great you shared that. I'm glad you guys got to go. Um, for sure. I mean, it's probably the first of many trips you'll be taking. So, um, you know, thanks for letting me share my trip as well. Um, and I hope the audience, you know, got something out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we like to share our experiences. Um, you know, us and Coop, you know, like all of us on here, you know, we like to share our experiences, you know, cause you know, we, we do get to do a lot of these things and yep. we're really grateful for it. Um, you know, we can see a lot of things and that's why we're here. That's why we have the shows and stuff so we can like yep. share that with you guys and teach you guys stuff and uh show you guys interesting things so thanks yep. to everyone who, who watched the show and, and hopefully you got something out of it i mean it's uh it's always fun it's always fun to talk about this yep. this was this was our this was our traveling show we talked all about travel absolutely absolutely uh and we still managed to mention pca's name at least once <laughs> and fda it and all never that. never fails but they always get never, mentioned they always get mentioned on it Somehow it gets into every show and it, people can't get enough of it. I know, I know. Well, this yeah. was great. We were we were long overdue for a show, but you know, I think yeah. the, the show well, speaks for, for itself. The last one, but yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I apologize for missing the last one, but I had to take care of myself. Yep. Yeah. No, that's okay. You know, you had your yeah. you had you had your health concern, and uh, yeah. and yeah. it was it was. I mean, I know what happened. It was legitimate. It was definitely it was definitely. It like, almost, we need it to cancel the show. Folks, yeah, for folks who know, it almost canceled my Mexico trip because I didn't know if I was gonna be able to go, but I was yeah. fine. So it was it was more of a false alarm. So yep, I was so yep. worried for that like 
two days and then i'm like Coop, i would yeah tell yeah. me like what's going on like you got to keep me updated and he's like oh yeah. i think i'm okay i'm like thank god <laughs> i was in observation like you know with the doctors so that's what that's what they put it yeah <laughs> so yeah 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 but uh that's gonna do it for our show this week for spare notes uh thank you everyone for watching uh on facebook and youtube you can always uh like and subscribe on those platforms as well as everyone who's listening along at home or on the road wherever you may be listening to your podcasts uh, Podbean, Apple, Google, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, always like and subscribe. We appreciate it. It helps us out. And thank yep. you for supporting us. You can also visit smokingtobacco.com and cigar-coop.com for more news and updates from the cigar industry. We'll be back in a couple of weeks where we'll close out the year. It'll be our last show of 2022. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. This week we have Matt Booth coming on the Smoking Tobacco Show. Where we're gonna, oh boy. we're gonna have. I know. I'm mentally. We gotta post myself. the links to that, but we are doing a cookie pairing. I heard. Of, I mean, you guys have been talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Matt has his cookies. He has them. And then we're gonna choose some Room 101 cigars to smoke and pair with the cookies. I think we're gonna smoke the the 2021 Namakubis though. We nice. talked a little bit about that. I think we're gonna smoke those on this on the show. Yeah. So something holiday special from Room One Hundred One for a holiday episode cookie pairing. It's not gonna be. I mean, it's still gonna be a Matt Booth show. It's gonna be you know whatever that is. It's yep. gonna be, um, but it's not gonna be more of an interview. It's just gonna be kind of us like hanging out, eating cookies, and Matt telling you what his palate picks up, not with his just his cigar, but with with, with his cookie. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure his he'll co- make it sexual. And if you've watched him on the show, you know how it's going to go. So I'm not going to tell you anything else because it's, yeah. it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. But that's what we're up to Thursday. Yeah. Um, Coop, I know that you, you had an interesting show with Charlie Minato um, a few nights ago. Um, people should definitely check that show out. Great, great interview with Charlie. Uh, always generous with his time. Really good conversation. Um, and... Uh, you know, definitely check that out. Uh, we a lot of topics we hit Charlie with on, and uh, he he always steps up to the plate and answers that. Uh, Brian Matola is coming on. I have to reconfirm that, but next Thursday, and then on Friday it all begins the the countdown. The it, countdown begins on Friday the ninth. Well, I'm glad yours is starting early this year because I need. I a actually started later. Actually, I actually started a week late. Normally, I usually put it like where that first. Um, where the number one cigar comes out the first week, Monday in January. It's going to be the second one. It was just a little... I didn't know if I could get it done early enough, and I did. I made some changes to things that should have go through it a little easier. Um, so, And then the other thing I, I broke the news is we are not doing a Cigar Aficionado pregame show this year uh, because Cigar Aficionado moved up the dates to... Um, they're, they're doing their list really early this year. On like uh, December 14th, it starts. Yeah, no, December twelfth. December twelfth. So, um, so it's it was way too early to compile that data, so we uh, are passing on that this year. So, nice. Uh, I think we've proven we can predict it pretty close. Maybe not get it exact, but we usually get the cigars that are on there. So, um, but it's a, it, to do that, we have to collect a lot of data from all the issues. It's a lot of work. So, it, it was the plan was I would have worked on it in December, and they normally do it in January. I just couldn't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that time of the year. It's exciting. Um, our our stuff's going to be coming out towards the later part of the month because uh, we're still putting it all together. Um, it's a tough year. It's a tough year. It, there's a lot of good competition on on uh, the clear clear number one winner this year. For me. Ooh, see, we don't think so. 
Well, <laughs> you I have they, I have uh, three. Well, number one and number the top three were very easy to do this year for me. They came in. It wasn't a question. Uh, one cigar moved up into the top three, but the other two were, were holding it. But yeah, it was an e- it was the easiest year I've had in a long time. So that's what made it easy. Yeah. I'm going to pick your brain after the show, as I always yeah. do. But, guys, that's yeah. going to do it for us this week with Spare Notes. Thank you for being here with us, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.